0: what's up everybody we have yeah, yeah. the cleanly shaven man add, eddie g in the house which is super exciting it's always like fun because in case y'all don't know mr eddie g of eddie g tv does the For interviews sure. does the medias does the all of it just in another part of the world well country canada still so how are you mr eddie g tv well is, it's eddie g of eddie g tv right yeah
1: yeah yeah How? yeah i'm um, i'm definitely doing great again it's a, a long weekend i said a, a four-day weekend but I can't complain about that you know
0: nice so can you start us off just telling us where you were born because it ties into my first question real life. i don't have to go through it just where you were born like the earliest memories of your life
1: okay um i i i, I was born in brantford um and then i i, I lived in like a A small city outside of brantford paris i was seven and then i moved into brantford when i
0: was seven perfect so we have small town ontario is the context for where we start the story is is to give it to the rest of the world so welcome to bridge the gap my name is Holden stefan roy and this is the show where we like to talk to very interesting people such as yourself walk through the story of your life with excessive detail and try to extract knowledge nuggets so that we can all better ourselves and also get to know the, the man behind the Eddie GTV series that's grinding out these interviews everyone. Grinding it out. So if you want an interview, holla at the man whose Instagram will be popping through and all that. Links will, sh- will come through on the stream and links in description in the future. Um, but yeah, I do have my, my token first question I like to ask everybody. It's a little bit of a story. then when it lands you can kind of run it in whatever direction uh you want and uh, it starts with my girlfriend and she's washing the dishes and she's got her phone playing that black eyed pea song that i got a feeling she's like fucking vibing she's dancing she's doing her thing washing the dishes and i was just thinking about this song and i'm like yo it's crazy how this song is now like chores music or exercise music or this stuff you put on when you got to get things done kind of vibe to this song because you know 10 years ago this song was that club banger that would come on at two in the morning when we was all smashed and everybody was dancing and having a good time to this track and then 10 years later the same song but now it's chores music because all the people have turned into people who are more likely to be doing chores than clubbing at that point Um, So I thought that was nifty, you know, because music evolves over time, all the Cardi B's, all the club music of today. That's all the chores music. It's just chores music. It's all it really is. For sure. For sure Um, it is. So that got me thinking about our own musical journeys, though. So, I mean, Eddie G's got a mixtape. Eddie G's definitely got a musical journey. All of it's tied into it and uh a lot of the times when we answer questions related to our story or our journey it always starts at like the puberty kind of phase when we attach ourselves to music as identity and we start picking and choosing all these things but that's not really like where the story really starts it kind of starts like when you're real real young as early as you can okay. uh, as you can remember so like i can't remember as an example being like four or five years old my dad had all these great boxes the amp the tape decks the the radios it was all connected to each other and going to the speakers yep. he'd be playing these like freaking led zeppelin tapes he would like um at night time it was like the 90s techno the mc marios and stuff at christmas time i remember this you know christmas music freaking techno remix thing he'd play my mom she had discos and musicals there was a lot of musicals but like all of this shit, kind of tied into like you know the soundscape that made up my little world and all of this shit was still music in my life before i had any control in it so i was hoping you could take us back to being the youngest adg you can remember and let us know what it sounded like to be you before you had like real control over the music in your world.
1: Okay, okay. Uh, as as far as back, like, um, yeah, like, uh, when, like the like the um, the biggest band that was played in my house when when I was younger. My mom and my stepdad's probably favorite band is um the the Doors. Okay. Like that's why till to this day when I hear people are strange, I'm just like, man, this song is like. Just, like, like one of my favorite songs of all time um uh they were playing the doors they're playing the eagles um uh just just all that um um Ccr uh all, 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 all that and um yeah like the, the the tape decks like my mom like would get pissed off because like when, when, I, when I when I start to hear a song on the radio that, that i like that i want i just put um actual tape over the tape over the top so you, so you can record it and then, like, uh, and then my mom would come back and try and play these tapes and she'd be, like, it'd be a whole different shit. <laughs> she, she would, like, pissed.
0: you would, like, t- she so she she would, like, buy, like, the actual tape of, like, the Doors or whatever. And then you would get mad excited and have to get this track down. So you were, like, dubbing over her actual tapes to get your shit.
1: Yeah.
0: Respect, yeah.
1: yeah, she was pissed. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, um, but even, like, back then, like, um, like, like, even those tapes, like, like um, like, the you could talk into the speaker a certain way, like, um, and, and set it up on, on, on this, um, tape deck that I had that, like, it would actually it would record your voice. So, like, uh, I, I put my voice, like, on, on like, uh, like, doing, like, the, um, the mixtape shit, like, talking between songs. No, and, like, no. I was doing that shit when I when I, I was, I... like, uh, when I was, like, a little kid, like, um, and then, um. How did you figure that yeah, out?
0: Uh, like, so you're like a, a young EDG, and you just figured out how to reverse engineer a speaker into a microphone.
1: Yeah, that's fucking cool. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And um, I, I think a big like um um thing for me, like why why like I got into entertainment, I was kind of like um, are we kind of in, into music, but not like fully like thinking like this is something I want to do. Right. But the moment that got me kind of like um entertainment, I was I, I I was nine, um and my, my dad's a, a tour bus driver, right? So um uh, it, it was um um March break and uh, we, we went down to Branson, Missouri, and for like um those who don't know like that town's like um uh, it, 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 it's a tourist spot, they have a lot of um comedy like um festivals, they have a lot of like just show just shows, right? It's a very tourist spot, and um actually seen um, um Jeff Foxworthy when I was down there nice yeah yeah um but my dad said like like every show that we went to I was I, 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 I was like standing like I, I, I did my seat just like staring like, I was like I like I, I wouldn't talk to him I would just like be like hey I'm like oh, I want to watch this and like um when I came back I was like I had to, I had the creative bug. so
0: basically you got to go on tour with your dad because your dad was the tour guy that went with all the yeah. bands and shit. So you just got to go to all. No, the it, it,
1: it, it wasn't bands. It was like um, like oh. he had like um, uh, like um, his, his senior citizens. So okay. It was all like um, it was all comedy shows. It was all kind of like um.
0: Oh, like the um, guided tours and shit, like where. People... Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, it, it, it was like that. But like, um, he took me down to that one because it was all these different shows and stuff like that. And I, I got to see comedians. I got to see like um musicians. I got to see like um, like uh, different art people doing different doing different things and um and, and all of those shows i was just like i was just hooked i was like i was like i have to keep on keep on watching these so then when, when, when i came back like like that was like when i knew like i was like um i i didn't know exactly what what i wanted to do but i had a creative bug
0: yeah that's 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 such a cool experience like i don't think i mean i saw a couple of live things when i was young but it was more like a disney on ice kind of thing more than it was like yeah. going to like a just all this adult entertainment as a kid because it's kind of like when your dad would let you or whoever would let you watch like an action movie and the boobie scene would pop up. but You got to look at the boobies at the time. It's kind of like getting exposed to the world a bit like that, which is fucking cool. For sure. so,
1: For sure.
0: so you were already yeah. like practicing your mixtape game. You're, you're getting yourself on. Were you like interested in other kinds of arts when you were young? Were you like a drawer? Like were you into that kind of world as well?
1: Uh, uh yes uh yeah I, I i started off with drawing like um but like uh i didn't really go too far with it it wasn't really that good
0: fair enough <clears throat> were you um what other kinds of stuff was a young ADG up to before he gets into like the more high school era of life
1: um we were like fucking like like wow like we were like doing like um like um I, like i remember like the, like the cop like we were like um we were fucking around doing some wild shit and the cop was telling us, like, hey, if, uh, if you guys keep this up, like, after I, I 12, oh, you can really start getting, like, serious, like, things happen, right? right." And, like, I was, like, 10, I was, like, shit, we still got time to fuck around. Like, <laughs> 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 you know, like, I, 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 like, we were, like, um, we were car hopping, you know, smoking weed, fucking just doing, like, dumb shit.
0: I guess in a small town, you end up getting into some dumb shit a little quicker than you do in Montreal. And I, well in my montreal existence because there's a lot of montreal existence
1: for sure like uh, back then like the like one of the main things we got from tire hopping was canadian tire money and i remember we would save that shit up and go buy like like basketball nets and shit and just all that other, yeah, like, other awesome. shit yeah, yeah, yeah
0: i guess most people would just kind of whine a little bit losing canadian tire money versus being like really mad about it that's that's a fresh hustle
1: uh, but like uh, like I remember like going in like buying big shit with, with all Canadian Tire money and just them looking at us like, as like little kids, like where the fuck are you guys with this Canadian Tire money, you
0: know? <laughs> 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 ah, so so, what point do you really start to get oh. into music more as like a fan of it? Like you start having yo, know, I like this band or I like this rapper or whoever. Do you remember like some of the like what your like first favorite song was?
1: um well i i i really got into um corn corn was my favorite band for for a long time um and then i i, I actually bought the um, the, F- the family values um um vhs and, and i was playing that and um and, and, and cube came on and, and the song wicked because like i i i i already had knew the the corn version but when when um cube came on did it i was like oh like what, what, what's that I, that's when i first learned people do versions of, of other people's songs mm. Like, I didn't know that, like, I didn't know, like, that was a thing. And then, uh, I I, I, I started listening to more cube and then, uh, and from there I heard Dre from there, I heard Snoop and I heard Tupac and, uh, I just started like the whole hip hop journey from there.
0: So how does, uh, how does, how do you get music at this time in your life? Like, do you have access to the internet? Is it much music? Is it local stores, friends? Like, how do you actually get new music into your world or get up to date on what's
1: popping uh it, it was it was much music um the internet wasn't like uh like, like um back then like like a, 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 a you had to buy buy a CD and, and go to the um the website for like the, the band it, sh- it would show a couple pictures sometimes it would play a song because like that, 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 that's what the internet was that was like um like the um, late 90s so you were already Uh online in the
0: late 90s
1: yeah
0: that's fresh um so you're basically out there relying on the more conventional means of it your friends yeah It it it,
1: it, 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 it was much music it was my friends it was um um radio you know just the normal yeah
0: and so um At this time, when you start getting into music like that, um, are you personally interested in rapping at this point? Or or is this something that comes
1: later on? Uh, It it came later on. Um, I remember, like, I had a friend, um, Tony Armstrong. Um, uh, Me and him would would get drunk. And and, and, and he would start rapping. And, like, me, I thought I'd I'd just do something to it. So I'd be like, shh. Boom, boom. I just helped him out with that right like a kind of like a you know a, a, a little small beatbox and then like um I remember a, a, a friend of his came down um like both of these guys were from Toronto and uh and like uh his, his other friend started dropping the beatbox so then like he's like yo drop something drop something so I just thought of something and I said the way like, one little one little line they're like oh and like it started from there and from like there like we, we like whenever we would be like Walking somewhere, or we'd be at a party or something like that. We like drop a couple lines, and then that's how the whole. And then um, just start freestyling more.
0: So this is all going on in high school, or like this is the- um,
1: yeah, this is like um, yeah, like grade nine.
0: And during the high school phase of your life, what were some of the stuff you were up to? So like, were you so you're freestyling around. Were you involved in performing at any kinds of things, other endeavors that are like super nifty?
1: Um, just as far as that, like just um, like we like, like wrapped in the hallway, like uh, in the hallways of the high school, and people would stop and, and listen to us. And back then, it wasn't like uh, like there was like three rappers in my high school. Hmm. It isn't like how like rap became like, where everybody rapped. It was like there was literally three, uh, uh, three rappers in my in my high school.
0: And did y'all like work together? Was it like the three
1: rappers united, or was it more like uh, a competitive vibe? Two of us did, and the other guy didn't really come around. Like when, when we were freestyled, but we, we, we always heard about him rapping.
0: So, so basically, there's not a huge like scene or anything popping. Is hip hop like in general popular? Uh, and this is Bramford you're in at this point, right?
1: Yeah. I, 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 at the time, um, uh, like DMX was like, I mean, we were all barking and growling at each other and shit like that. Um, like, 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 all of us love DMX back then. Like, uh, our, our our high school was BMX out. Um, <laughs> yeah, BMX was like the biggest thing at the time. Um, and like, uh, from there, like, um, I actually started like having um, uh, like um, when Napster came around and when up I would start burning like um, the instrumentals on CDs. And I'd have friends come over and we would just like take turns like freestyling, but, but 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 we had kind of like rules of like. Um, so like a uh, like a uh, whatever my freestyle was if um if uh uh the last thing i like I I, I I would end on the other person would have to go off that right so like we would just like pull in a circle and just like listen to instrumentals
0: so basically you spent your a lot of your high school just kind of rapping with your boys rapping
1: smoking weed chilling chilling out you know
0: were you like actually recording at this point or was it more of a casual hobby
1: um probably not not a grade nine but like probably great grade 10 i I got this um uh I actually spent like sixty dollars and I spent um 40 on this on, on this um, program called um hip-hop ej where like it would, it would like um like it, it, it would come with drum lines or come with basslines not, not, and all you had to do is kind of put put three of these things together and be like horns you know, put like put the drums, put the bass, and put the horns together, and you and like, it, it, you, you have a simple beat. And I I'd make songs of like uh off that shit.
0: I'm like ninety percent certain my dad bought this shit, and in high school. Hip Hop I EJ. Mean, I'm ninety. I just googled it right now to look. I have memories of making beats on this shit. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, Hip Hop EJ was the very first start. That was like the very first one, and then um cool edit. Uh, cool edit was one for like I like um the hip hop EJ didn't last for long because like got like for a while like, you need to like start rapping over on the beats because like be so much so much so much shit on there right but um yeah uh Cool edit was the next one and then uh yeah I, I remember um yeah like m- 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 my house was the spot to come over to like to rap like uh like we were, uh, we were able to smoke weed we were able to you know like um come over and rap like um but I always have to pick like pick kick people out at a certain time my parents be getting rowdy and getting fucking drunk at a certain time and i'll be like all right fucking they're gonna get crazy like everybody out (laughs) right
0: so you were making beats and rapping in high school off the jump i don't know if everyone knows that about eddie g but that's fucking a pretty interesting start and honestly like right away your skill set has beatboxing actually too i forgot about that beatboxing rapping and fucking beat making and you're not even done high school yet that's pretty
1: dope edgy right. yeah for sure for sure Uh my, my, my very first um like mixtape that i ever like um started pushing on the streets was um i put that out in um 03.
0: okay uh is that you're still in high school in '03? 3 i don't actually know how old yeah. you are
1: yeah uh that was uh the end of my high school i was like i was just like 18.
0: so you were doing the street mixtape thing in 03 on some beats you made yourself what were you we recording on like what what like what tech were you using did you have mics or is it all bootleg
1: uh it was a, uh, you know it was like little tiny like um, um computer mics that are like fucking you guys little stand like the mic's like that big yeah like 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 <laughs> i was recording on that and then um cool at it like uh I, I just put the beats in i i, I make them on, on on ej and then i i i, and I tried free loops for a bit um i think my first my first tape was a little bit of mix of um hip-hop ej and um uh, Free loops beats uh I, I, I remember the first time like hearing free because i got m- m- those were on Fruity loops one and somebody's like yo how are we gonna make real songs when like fucking it's just called free loops <laughs> you know like here we are in high school. Like we're like, yo, like it's just called Fruity Loops, and we're gonna make songs with this. Like, I don't know how I feel about this.
0: That's amazing.
1: I I remember
0: thinking it was a goofy name once upon a time myself. But yeah. So you, do you go from Cool Edit to Fruity Loops, or do you just dabble with it?
1: Oh, like I I I, I kind of like make the beats on Fruity Loops, and then kind of put them in Cool Edit. So Cool Edit
0: would like what you mix. But is Cool Edit is more of a mixing, mastering, recording software, or?
1: Yeah, it's kind of like a. Um... Like a Cubase or okay, come
0: that. Fair enough. I guess you don't really record yeah. songs in in uh, FL Studio. I I'm, I haven't done it, so I don't really know. But I guess you don't. You just kind of make the beats there. Um, fair. That, that's a good setup that you have going on in like the end of high school. So I guess like, are you performing at this point, or is it just like you put out the mixtape and like you're pushing it? We uh, uh, uh,
1: uh, 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 were still basement rappers, but I was going around trying to like um. Like, uh, I like, uh, uh, burned them and, and, and sell them for, like, five bucks. Um, but, like, uh, I was actually on, like, pretty good hustle for that. I probably sold, I mean, my first one maybe 50, 60 copies. That's not bad at but, all. Like, um, in, in, in high school. But uh, I, I wasn't performing. I was kind of late on performing. Um, uh, I think I already had, like, my second tape out when, when, when I started performing.
0: So um, so what happens after you finish high school? Are you, like, at uh, this point, dedicated to music, or do you have other ambitions?
1: Uh, Yeah, I was, like, uh, I was selling weed. A, 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 a lot of it. And I was just uh having fun. It was, like, I just moved out from my, my parents' house right after high school. You, you, you know how it is when you, when you first get your freedom. You're you're riling out, and I was like, and I, I and I I went and got like a pretty good paying job at the time. It was good for that for that uh, for that moment. And I was selling a lot of weed, so I was like I was like yo, I'm smoking weed like fucking big blunts and shit all the time, like you know, just bottles of whiskey like crazy. And then um, I had a situation there with like the roommates, and they kind of like both kind of fucked me over. I yeah, had one fuck me over, and then another roommate come in. And- Put me over. So when, when I moved downtown Brantford, because I was in West Brant, um, I, like uh, like right after I moved there, um, I I I I got a raise at work, so then I got more money. So then I went out and got a, I like, got got a drum machine, went out and got like an actual real mic, and um, and then like that's when like I kind of like really kind of start taking shit serious.
0: So you were already doing <clears throat> the home studio thing from like the mid 2000s.
1: Yeah, like for like, 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 you're uh, saying in high school, I was doing pretty good. Like, uh, I had a really good, like, start to the whole thing. And then when I, when I moved out in the first place I moved in, I kind of like backtracked. kind of just party too much. kind of just, like, you know, I was, just, I was being wild. You know, to I'm just be fair, you're
0: backtracking from where, okay, your backtracking is still like more impressive than like a lot of people are doing at 18. I'm just going to throw it out there 19 or whatever okay. you finish in <laughs> Ontario. <laughs> like it's still like uh, i dropped a mixtape so they got a job doing my thing on my grind po oh, but i was young and partied a lot while i was like just got my freedom i mean that's probably one of the nicest backtracks all things considered and then <laughs> i moved into the next place and cop gear and got serious like yo edg know, like that's a pretty good run stills <clears throat> for, sure.
1: for sure and like um that spot um but that spot ended up, ended up being like right downtown. So, like, it was it ended up becoming more of a party spot, but I was being more serious there. So, it was like I was, like, I just turned up both. <laughs> I just turned up the party and I turned up, like, how much I was focused on the music. That's kind of like just doing a lot of the time.
0: So, were you, like, aimed at, like, so you would produce your own beats and then rap on them, or what What
1: exactly uh, were you uh,
0: doing at that point?
1: Uh, at that point, um, I kind of, um, messing around with the beats and stuff like that i couldn't really figure out like how to make like um them as clean as, as i wanted or like i couldn't get the right baseline or i couldn't get like you know, I, was having, I was having a hard time like I'm finishing beats so um another friend of mine was i, I just started doing um uh, or, uh richie dolo um you, you should have him on the show he's a uh, one of the best graphic guys around I
0: love but that. um anytime
1: but um like, so like um, he, he, he has started downloading beats offline and meeting up, um, meeting producers and shit online and getting beats. So like me, like um, I, I actually contacted this one. Um, uh, I forget what sites they were on. I think it might've been like SoundCloud or something like that. Like um, I was just going through beats and um, I found this guy, um, Proverbs uh, from um, uh, um, Rhode Island. And I got a hold of him. I told him I'm like, oh, I really like some of these beats, and like, um, and uh, he's like, yeah, man, just rap over them and put out the songs. He's like, I don't care. I'm like, he's like, three beats. I'm like, all right, sweet. So, uh, so, so like, um, uh, yeah, like, um, oh, um, backtrack on that a little bit. Um, I think when I first moved in into that that new place, I I actually started my, my, my YouTube. I put some of my old shit on, on on youtube and it was doing all right but then like um when i when, when i when i first met up with like um the other producer and, uh, and i fucked with him and i got I did a song with him that was like my like um the views just hit way way bigger and i was like um like uh, from then on like, i pretty much didn't go back to making my own beats
0: right i mean it makes sense if you can uh find a producer who can get what you want out of it and is happy to help work with you and said a good magic word that makes the arrangement much better the the free word then uh, yeah <laughs> um but that's that's an amazing thing of how it works I mean to this day that tactic of approaching a producer right and giving them some love yields great results to any rapper I've ever talked to who has ever employed that tactic like just For sure. timeless um. So you have your producer, you have the mic in your room kind of thing is what I'm understanding. But do you uh, well, yeah, just... like,
1: um, like, uh, that second place, uh, it was a one bedroom apartment, so so, 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 like, um, I, I had the, um, the mic set up in the living room and, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a pretty big place for a one bedroom apartment. Um, I had the, I had the mic at the home, everything set up in the living room, um,
0: so you recorded it all at home, and uh, did you deal with the mixing and all that stuff?
1: Yeah, yeah. I did all the mixing myself. Um, that's why you can kind of <laughs> tell on some of them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I was listening to it, and my thoughts were, yeah, it sounds like
1: that time
0: <laughs> when people were getting into home studios, and the quality oh, threshold sure. was in a different place.
1: For uh, sure. For, uh, for, my, for my whole catalog, you can tell the difference. I'm like, i like, like... Like when, like when you, like when for me listening to different songs, I, I, like as soon as I hear like, um, how my voice sounds, I'm like, okay, I, I know exactly when, when that was from.
0: I mean, to me, it's like, it's, it doesn't sound bad. It sounds like being on the grind and shit. It's what it sounds like. Like it's a good sound. Um, for sure. And you got into music videos and stuff also, right? Because it wasn't just like. Yeah. So were you doing like me? Uh, were you doing your own music videos off the
1: jump, or how did you get involved in that? Um, me and Richie Dolo were working together, and um, and uh, all, all our old music videos at the time, um, like his, all his music videos were shot by me, and all his, all my music videos were shot by, by by him. Like we just carry the camera around, and then we would kind of edit together.
0: So basically, all of the early Eddie G universe is a DIY endeavor of like. Like, how did you figure all this out? How did you like, learn um, really all
1: this Really, like, stuff? Uh, for, for the video stuff, he, like, he, like he, he was way, way ahead of me. Like, he, like, he, he, like, he was teaching me. Like, um, he was like, um, hey, when, when, when you film me, do this, do that, and he, he was kind of like, really kind of ahead of the game. Um, like, I, I got, to give him, him big credit on that, cause like, uh, but then like, um, from there, like, I, 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 I learned a bunch of shit as well got like for that but he was kind of like the first one kind of like um okay like here's what we do um he was the first one of them that got me on
0: youtube so you so you guys are basically putting out the music videos you're making the mixtapes or um you're creating this whole vibe and yeah. uh are you like integrating into the local scene at this point or is it more of just an internet grind
1: there's <coughs> a internet grind with me me and him and then we um just just being out like being in a small city and then like um like we started hearing about like other people and then um uh probably like shortly like, like um actually probably me right around when i when i first started doing like the the videos like being my like first couple videos were out um uh, i met um uh callum um clark he, he's um uh one of the sound engineers like a lot of shows around here like uh, he, he, he'd run the boards and uh and, and i was drunk i his house and we were freestyling because he, he had a band as well he has a metal band Yeah, you know, like uh trying trying to like freestyle with the metal band going like you have to rap so loud <laughs> like and it was it was it was, it was crazy but it was, it was a good time and then like i I was telling him that night that um, i'm like hey uh, i'm actually thinking about um um doing shows because like um his band had been doing shows and he, and he was doing all the um all the sound shit for different shows and then um he, he introduced me to a promoter um maybe a month later i, I was on a show
0: what was that like tell us about the first adg show
1: oh man like um so so i had um I, I had planned that and then um a week after that dolo had told me that um uh, he, he 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 had got um his first show his first show was out in hamilton my sh- my first show was out in brantford so um but his was like, a week before so so I went out there with him. And, um, he, he 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 had wrapped over his tracks, like uh, you know how a lot of a lot of rappers do now. Yeah yeah, like yeah. Most, like, yeah. So so like I so, so I thought, okay my shit I, I that's what we do right? I I didn't know, right? So then like I came to my show, and then um, I bring my shit, and then um, Calum's like, yo, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, what? He's like, yo you're supposed to bring just the beats. And I was like, "Oh shit!" So like, I had to like, I had to rush home, and like, um, get all the beats. And then, like, um, when I came back, um, some of the beats weren't working, but some of the uh, beats that I, some of the songs that I hadn't planned on performing, were were, were, were on there. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do this song." I'm like, you know, like it my first performance. Um, shit's just fucking not working out. Like, I'm like, I'm like, cause sound check went horrible. Like, it sounded like horrible when I was rapping over, over the shit, right? So, um, so I get back and I give him the beats, and then one um, well, one of my other uh, friends at the time, the whiz kid, he was telling me he's like, hey, because um, he had done shows uh, prior to that, and I and he told me he was like, um, uh, <laughs> j- 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 get through the first song, like uh, remember remember that, how that first song goes, and just kill that first song, and then when you hear when you hear the crowd <laughs> give you energy. It, it's gonna like um just bring up all 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 your the, all the other shit and you're gonna kill it, right? And I was like I was like all right so 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 I went in there and like like right before I went on stage and like I was like my heart's like I'm like you know I'm like nervous but as soon as my music started, as soon as I heard my, my beat start, all that went away, and I just killed it. I just killed that that, that, that first song. I just made sure I focused killed in that first song and then when I finished that first song, the crowd was like oh, I was like it was on, you know? so
0: that so then basically you're now in the early 2010s of performing
1: beatboxing
0: yeah. former producer videographer on uh, youtube
1: uh, I, 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 I didn't um like i wasn't very good at beatbox like i was just kind like of okay. like a it, it, basic beatbox kind of like um uh just like something to wrap over
0: right right okay but still a lot of other cool stuff going on in your life that you're, sure. you're banging out um and so how, how does that like early music grind work out? Like what, where do, how do you promote yourself? Like, what's it like? Cause keep in mind, I'm in Montreal. So our realities and I started rapping in 2012. So everything about my grind, it's in Montreal. Like it's incomparable to what you would have had to have had experience. With. So sometimes people like me we'll come across people like you on the internet but not have the whole context of what your struggle may be versus mine.
1: Sure.
0: That's why the show is called Bridge the Gap and all. So, if For you sure. could just kind of break down what it's like to be a MC coming into the scene and actually how you have to deal with it being in a small town in Ontario. And I don't mean to like call it super small but like relative to Montreal. Um, well
1: like um show to the show to the the high cats at the time um they had met a couple of us from dole um, come and doing that show and um and uh, they had really started messing with some of the brantford rappers and they're from hamilton um hamilton is just like um it, it's quite a bit bigger it, it, it's the next city next city over pretty much um so uh yeah like uh, the high cast had started doing like some of the stuff with us and then we started going out to some of the shows that i had met some of them the rappers and i think that around that time is when i started EDGTV. so what led to the why did you start doing EDGTV? i remember um i was watching a lot of interviews so, like i was studying the craft right so like um i want to become a better uh, everything right so like I, i'd watch like um Nas interviews i'd watch Rizze interviews i'd watch all these different um um like interviews of people people that i was fans of right And then, like, I started becoming fans of some of the people doing the interviews. And then I was, I was like, I was like, you know, like this, this right here, like the interview platform, it gives you so much more of a a chance to become a fan of somebody because, like, you're hearing what they're actually like, like, uh, like uh, it should like the song can't tell you, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, in uh, this case, I kind
0: of get exactly what you mean. I get to hear about the people a lot, but yeah, I, I get it.
1: So, um, so, so, so I'm watching this and then like, I'm I, I'm at a show one day and I'm looking around, I'm like, um, all, all the different artists that were on that show, none of them have ever had an interview. And I was like, and then, um, I think, um, Be Real has started doing, um, the smoke box, I think. And, um, Snoop Dogg has started doing the GGN, right. like those, those two had started. And i was like um i was like yo if snoop's doing this shit right now because like this is before rappers were interviewing our rappers now it became a fucking huge thing right but like i'm like if snoop's doing this this like and nobody else is really doing this right now i'm like this is going, going to be something so i was like i'm like and, and, and i also told you like um none of, none of the rappers around me had uh, had interviews and stuff like that and i was like what if i give all these guys like their first interview and like it gives people on like um like, the fans, like, a chance, like, because, like, I was, like, some of these guys, like, um, when, when you listen to their music, like, uh, people are, like, way different. Like, some of those people that, like, rap about, like, the, like, uh, oh, fucking kill your mother and all that shit, like, they're nice guys. <laughs> yeah. You know, like? yeah. Like, Like, you have an interview with them, and, like, you're, like, oh, man, this guy's a fucking cool guy, like, but, like, you know?
0: Or, like, they're really <laughs> polite, or, like, they're really, like, well-mannered, and they don't even really cuss or anything, and you're, like, bro, your bars yeah. are, like, Serious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. But then, like, um, yeah, so then like, I, I, I started that. And then, um, uh, I, I, after I kind of interviewed, like, maybe like 10 to 12 people, like, um, it, the snowball effect had, had happened. I tons of rappers were just messaging me, like, oh, they want to be on the show. And then it just started from there.
0: So when was it that you started it? Like what year was the inception of Eddie GTV?
1: Uh, that was, uh, the end of 2012.
0: Damn. You were like way ahead of the curb on this. You're like the kinds of guys that built the kinds of things that turned into the kinds of things that I ended up studying that led me to here.
1: Oh, um, and to backtrack on the story a little bit, like, uh, for the shows, like, um, I was just talking with somebody about this recently. I want to bring this up. Like, um, so for like um like when, like uh after i started doing shows and i met james the promoter that put me on that show so when um he would do other shows like uh, somebody would cancel like last minute he would just call me up and be like hey you want to be on the show you can get a ride with us and <laughs> we'll go to the city and be on the show i'm like sure yeah the, you know when the, like uh it, it happened quite often like um maybe like every other weekend like somebody would cancel on the show and he'd be like hey Boom! Like you want the spot. And for, for me, I I got telling yeah, a lot of rappers.
0: A, that's a big one.
1: Yeah. For for, for me, like telling like a lot of rappers, like um, rapping like um, like um, in other cities when people don't know you, like the only people that knew me there were um the sound guy Callum and then the promoter James. Nobody else like n- n- knew who I was. So so if I went up and rapped and got a reaction, I knew it was because I was good. If I didn't get a reaction, I, I knew it because I, I wasn't good. Okay. Because nobody else, nobody else knew me there. Like, 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 like they have no, re- they have no reason to kind of be like, Ooh. So, like, so, like, so that's
0: interesting okay. too. Because so you're saying that in a small town, everybody knows you, so it's hard to actually know if you're good.
1: Yeah.
0: Where that's different than Montreal, where trust everybody so, 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 is like nobody knows you. <laughs>
1: So like like for me like uh like when I drop out of town, like um and, and I get like a good reaction, I'd be like oh man I'd be on fire like I I go I go I go home back back home and be like yeah I'm the fucking man, because like I'm like nobody else knew me out there so they have no reason to kind of like um give me props if, if I'm not good.
0: But what's also super nifty about what you said that's which is which is true but what's also super nifty is, uh, it shows the power of saying yes right. So all those rappers that chose not to go to that show in that moment said no, for whatever reason, legitimate, it's not my place. Um, But you say yes, because that sounds like this was happening every two weeks. And that meant that you needed to know, okay, I got to be available for this. Or maybe you had some other plans, whatever. This shit would pop up. You would say yes. And because you did that, you got more opportunities. And that's a good knowledge nugget that came out of that, in my opinion.
1: And for sure, like, like some of those shows I was rapping for like 10 people, but like fucking like, some, like some of the, like, I remember one of the shows doing that, I was, I, I was like, there were like 400 people at that spot. But then I like, was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm rapping here. I'm like, like, is somebody canceling this shit? All right. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I can say that rapping for 10 people makes it a lot easier to talk to a camera with no people. Like, for sure. You learn how to perform to nobody. Is, is the facts of it? Yeah. I've done, I've, I've done my fair share of ten peoples, but like COVID time came, and I got to perform at Fafoons in Montreal, beautiful fucking venue. My whole life I wanted to perform. There were fucking seven people in the whole room, dude, because of restrictions and yeah. we streamed it. But like, yo, that ten people shit, you know what to do now. You're used to it, yeah. so it's kind of a, it's a good grind that you got. Plus, I remember,
1: I remember like still to. Um um shout out to, shout out to chris Forsman. i remember like uh the first time he seen me perform um was one of those joints like it was like you know like me five people left and he was one of them and he's become like um a, a, like a lifetime supporter mm. you know like he supported me for fucking ever so, sh- shout out to him the first time he seen me was like one of those joints where like nobody was there.
0: That's another big point. The people you meet at the ten person shows are the most hardcore people you're gonna meet. Especially the right? fans. Not like the friends sure. and affiliates, but like yeah. the fans. The fans? For shit. Sure. Those people are like yo, that oh, man. The, you're like shout really making justifications to, like... to go into shit, you know?
1: <coughs> shout out shout to them, man, because like a lot of times like like, you know, th- like they'll be sharing the interview, they'll be doing and other
0: things and just supporting the brand buying the t-shirts yeah shout out to fans man they're like honestly without like fans is really psychologically not an easy thing to pursue with fans you feel like all kinds of motivation and want to keep going and stuff not to say that it's not a rewarding process but let's say there was nobody watching this live and we were doing this just recording a call the energy's not the same But because it's live and there's people there, the energy is just better. You know, like, I don't know how else to put it. I did the version where it was like, like you get it with the Instagram lives and shit. Like, it's got an energy to it when there's people there. And it's more of like a a performative element that comes through naturally where I find, like, when we were doing it in person, just in the room, like, eh, it it wasn't the same. We were just talking to each other. It wasn't like a performance. I like it better like this.
1: Actually, I actually, I actually really like both, both kinds. Cause like, um, with the re- recording it and not doing it live and just kind of like recording it and then having the content and then putting it out, you can kind of like really kind of like, um, um, almost like promote it as like, um, like, a like, a, like you can have it like almost like, like your, your, your post of it be almost like a little commercial for it. It can say like all the different things that are in it. Um you can kind of promote it differently and like kind of know what it is like if, if you have like this video that that nobody's seen and like you can kind of you can kind of do do different things with it but then like the live is yeah like you are watching us right now so like um both of them both of them have like a you know their, their pros and their cons so so when you
0: started doing the interviews okay. um would you go to people's houses? Would they come to the Eddie G crib? Like, how did you like pull this off at the beginning of it? Okay, so yeah,
1: so, um, yeah, so like, uh, my first couple ones were, were all at the crib. We get the, I, 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 went and got, I'm going to got a camera, um, and, uh, had the tripod and we just do them at the house. And then, um, and then somebody was like, Hey, um, I'm doing a show tonight. So, uh, another rapper was coming in from out of town. Uh, 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 I want to get the interview, but they, were, they didn't have time to come over to the house. Uh, they were just going to the show, so I was like, "All right, well, I'll just bring the camera to the to to the show, and then we'll do the, the interview at the, at the side of the building." And that's <laughs> a lot of those were interview, interviews went. So
0: you, so back then, were you did did you end up interviewing anybody that ended up like becoming somebody like super fucking cool from that like period of your life because you're like grabbing all these people in this low scale
1: environments um there's a lot of cool people um oh man like (laughs) i think like um like maloney was my second interview oh nice maloney was my second interview ever um uh burns was one like um ross burns i'm not sure if you're familiar with him um Mr. Burns from Hamilton he's uh he's the guy who interviewed you he, he, he yeah he had, he had interviewed me on, on one of our videos but like um what was i saying
0: uh you were uh, thinking about people you interviewed back then
1: well yeah people like um back then early um i really don't know like anybody like really kind of stood out like there was like a lot of people like a lot, a lot of people like i don't know, like just name a couple and like, kind of leave some out because like, I don't think there was anybody like really kind of like that was like, like legendary or anything. Right.
0: Yeah. But you were still like putting in this effort of documenting the scene and, and getting to know all these different people. And uh, how many? How many? Like, what was your frequency of interviews like?
1: I put out an interview like every week.
0: And you've just always
1: been putting out an interview a week, or for, for a long time? Yeah. For like, um, yeah. If you look at like my whole like, last um, eight years, I probably put out um, average probably every two weeks, three weeks, maybe like over like eight years.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a real, real commitment to it. That's also a lot of people okay. you've talked to. Yeah, shout out Eddie G. Perfect. All right, so back then, you started the Eddie G. TV you're performing, you're, um, you're doing your thing like that. What kind of happens next that, uh, in your life with that? How do things kind of evolve for you?
1: Um, I started slowing down on the shows cause like, um, I was getting a lot of like, I, I could tell like, um, a lot of the rappers around weren't really fans of me and like, uh, there was a lot of politics in the shows and like, uh, all those politics changed for me when I, when I started doing the interviews it was like people were inv- inviting me out to these shows that they wouldn't have me on before, but because I'm I'm an interview now, I'm an interview guy now, so like the the sh- the, sh- the show's kind of slowed up. I was just kind of like I'm like because like um, it, it it became so busy like the the AG show like the amount like I said like it became a snowball effect, the amount of people that are messaging me messaging me and I was like, like I, I I I'd go to some of these shows and like plan before I, like before I go. I like talk to like every artist that was on that was on the bill and I do like five interviews at like, at, at, like, at a show.
0: Yeah. it's big. So you put yeah. in like that work to like, so if somebody reaches out to you, you're going to then go research the whole show and try to leverage every other connect that you could make off of that opportunity.
1: And like, I, I, a lot of times, like um, a lot of those shows, I, I just plan it. Like I, I talked to one artist and like, I'd go there to interview him. And like there would be other artists there. So I, I, I freestyle a lot of those interviews. I had no idea. Like I, I had just met some of those people. The very first time I ever seen them was, was, was like, I watched, I watched their live set. I, I, I'd watch their live set and I'd do their interview. I didn't know anything else about them.
0: So what kind of questions would you ask people? What was like an early Eddie G interview? Like
1: blunts or bongs, um, uh, food questions. I still, I still have food questions, but like I've made them way better. Um. I would say they're kind of like the same kind of questions I ask now, just kind of like um, I've gotten better at like i um, crafting the questions.
0: Right, Man, it's that same bad. kind
1: of, same kind of shit, but like just kind of like wording my shit better.
0: So like, who would be? So back then, how um, how long were your interviews? Like, what do you
1: think is a good interview length? Um, back then, um, because they're at shows, like some of them, like. Or like uh, someone would be like fifteen minutes, someone would be like three, because mm-hmm. like um, being at shows, it was so, like the environment was so um, so crazy that like it, it would be hard to kind of gauge of like how long I was gonna get get the interview for.
0: Yo, that explains like a whole lot of the erratic nature of YouTube fucking interviews from that era, and it's not because it's not just you, it's like yeah all the yous out there making interviews, doing the same grind, dropping these like four minute interviews and in like these loud environments. And, and I'm like, why is everyone just going to the show like that? And no, I was you're like, yo, because I can bang out five interviews at one time, my guy. This is yeah. time management.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that's what it was. Like,
0: man. That's super cool. So like, do you find like, was it easy to interview people? Like, were people receptive to it, or was it like, an, like, did you find people were kind of awkward about it?
1: At a certain time, if it was really like, um, like, uh, like, when I walk into a place, like other artists that had been on the show before, it'd be like, "Oh, shout out Eddie G!" Like, they'd be on the mic, like, "Oh, Eddie G's in the building." So then, like, other artists would look over and be like, "Oh, who's that?" You know. So like, it, um, it, it really became like um, easy for me for a long time yeah
0: i can see how that works out so you're able to get to like
1: uh, I, I just walk in and, like i'm um, an artist that had been on the show before like like i i, I go to a show where like um like one of the one of the artists on the bill has like uh been on my show before but i don't know any, any other people i would usually like interview like the other people because the artists that have been that had been on my show would, would say oh y'all yeah, you should get an interview with eddie g
0: yeah that's definitely a powerful motivating force so i have to jump people fucked with your interviews and it creates a wave i can understand how that feels a bit um and then i guess um how do you evolve it like so you're doing this for a while uh what what, like what comes next in this story in terms of how you're like building this are you playing the youtube game um are you doing the website thing blogs like there's so many things you know that are out there um
1: so uh yeah, right right around that time like um um just just YouTube. I think my my, my YouTube channel was like, at its highest um like, uh, like my at the highest peak it's, it's ever been. I don't think I've ever really like, got back to that. I've, I've come close lately. But um yeah, just just YouTube um and just um just trying to get like bigger interviews like I was just kind of like um like uh, uh me like um like well, one of my faults i think like i've never like really been the best at, at tech guy a lot of people think i am like good my tech tech guy because i do the interviews and but like um i kind of like learned what, what i had to and kind of like that that's one of my my faults i haven't learned kind of like um the next steps like that you know right um so like um I, 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 i'm actually like looking at a lot now i've um like, um, yeah, I want to, I want to start a different podcast and I want to start like um, some other shit, kind of have it on a different platform. Like, I, 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 I guess I'm learning right here. I'm like, this is pretty cool. Like people can like, um, like, oh, 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 with, um, with YouTube, it's kind of like, um, it's been around forever. This is kind of some new shit.
0: Yeah. YouTube is definitely, I don't want to call it like time stamped, but I think it's reached the point where I know what the 20 year olds are talking about when they're complaining about YouTube changing. And if I feel that way and they feel that way, it means the 50 year olds are on YouTube and it's over. That's what I learned. But I mean, it's, (laughs) it's not demonetization. It's not any of that shit. It's like, I have a monetized YouTube channel and I got an eight thousand view uh video by accident. Google blessed me. And it was like twenty five bucks. I'm like, that's shit. <laughs> I'm like, what? That's it? And then I'm like, okay. I don't feel like motivated by YouTube like at all. Right. Like it's right. a good repository. It's a good like thing and yeah, if you have like An album review that you're lucky on somebody might like go click on it four years later but i mean youtube doesn't feel like it's fun is where i got to with youtube whereas i came to twitch and all of a sudden it's like people are in the chat so i see you doing you know instagram live and i'm like i don't like the instagram live chat like it's not like the twitch chat with the emotes and it just—I don't know. It's—I don't know how to really describe it. It's like the silliest shit, but enough people agree with me that I know that there's something to the statement that the Instagram live chat is not great. Like the whole vibe, right. of it. it just shit pops up for four seconds and disappears, and you're trying to like find a comment, and it's—it's it's not fun. This is just my old my old self when I'm on an Instagram yeah. live. I'm trying to participate, whereas Twitch, it's like. I don't know. The chat stays, but it's also, then you go to YouTube and YouTube live sucks. And I don't know why YouTube live sucks, but it does. Can't even explain it. Yeah. Facebook lives. All right, but copyright. So fuck Facebook Live. <clears throat> right. Right.
1: Exactly. Um, but yeah. yeah so you think, um, yeah, like, uh, like I said, I'm in the best tech guy. So you think, um, you think I should be moving the show? Yeah. Yo, if you mo- to Twitch, visit
0: Twitch yo, absolutely monetized like you have a mind it just becomes a well you mean it takes a minute like i don't know because with music you can fast track it but it might take you what a month two months you're monetized on twitch now all of a sudden you're doing an interview and um, people can subscribe which gives you money they can throw bits which is like throwing pennies at the strip club that's my best way to describe it uh so then you get whatever but legitimately i've made a couple hundred dollars in a lot faster time than i thought i would on twitch like legitimately i've had some gracious people like shout out dj crystal clear who threw like fucking 40 dollars for no reason one time i don't know why can't explain it but it happened yeah. and then you go watch the djs and djs get these hype trains where like a person subscribes or g- gifts like five subscriptions because you i don't know what it is in dj land but people throw money like they just throw money so so they're throwing their money i guess they can't buy drinks so they're doing this and then um a hype train starts and now all of a sudden that person just made 150 200 dollars on my stream and i'm like oh that's that's fucking good because yo, like amazon has tapped into like gambling shit it's like even the sound it makes when somebody follows me it's just so pleasing okay Like, (laughs) like you want more of it it's like fucking crazy when you think about it they have like all these gimmicks built in but really it's the live part. Um to me Twitch is like a middle ground and it's really alt space VR that we should all be fucking with right now. Like I'm moving already into the VR realms. I'm like I mean you want some content that's like translatable across mediums and I realized that YouTube is video on demand. So it's edited, it's polished, it's the past. It's a higher budget to create and all the giant high-budget YouTube media companies kind of failed right like they went like none, none of them are really doing anything right like they, they launch series and they launch new series they never get to like very few people actually have like success in that world on YouTube so then I'm like but twitch is more subscription based so like all you really need to do is find like a hundred, two hundred, five hundred, whatever it is, number of people and it subscribe to you, and you're like you're eating off of fucking yeah. End. It's
1: like it's back down to like the like 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 your fan base. Like your fan base is going to turn into this. Like maybe like like less numbers because YouTube like been around forever. Like fifty year olds watch it, so then like the but the possibility for reviews on others. But insane. like views
0: are such a meaningless number to me. Okay, like, because it's like views meets watch time, right? And then you realize, yo, they're just one person might click on a video 11 times. But that's only one person, right? And people don't think about it like that. So with Twitch, facts are there are two people right now on Facebook, and I see seven on Twitch. I'm one of them, so six on Twitch. That's eight people definitively from different accounts, actively engaged in this piece of content for an extended for sure. watch time yeah. yo i don't know that shit changed it all for me all of a sudden i'm like yeah. yo like i don't have to edit this quite like anything really like what's the editing my guy's gonna cut out coughs or some bullshit. you know like it, it's it's like it's so chill and then people like it more i don't know this is my experience especially for what you do because it's basically talk radio yeah and then your cooking no. shows, dude, you can just do the cooking show unedited. You don't have to do the editing part. You can, if you want for YouTube, but you could make like season three of Eddie G cooking, be like a live experience just for the people that want to watch it.
1: <laughs>
0: mm. And that's where Twitch got sexy. I'm like, wait, yo, we're going to go to parks. Let's say, I, let's say I stumble across some Montreal rappers freestyling in a park watch how i go live with freestyle in the park stream low quality it sounds like ass just
1: rappers rapping in a park that's the future to me <laughs> for sure for sure definitely um yeah you know, it's nothing like being like in in the trenches you know like i was saying like i go to these shows and do like five like five interviews like being in the trenches is like going and, and like 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 you you meet some of these people and you, you get like really good bonds with these people like you've been to the, like some of these shows together, and like like these become like like your you know your friends, you know. Yeah, you know, all, 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 all the other rappers and all the kind of like like this really becomes like your world, like if you're really, really into it, you
0: know. Yeah, um, that is definitely being paralleled in my life. Every everybody that I'm really connected to, with like one exception, is related to these interviews because you interview them, and then they're like, they they like you more. For sure, <laughs> it's just it happens.
1: It's <laughs> it's, it's like <laughs> I mean I don't. Have you had any
0: interviews that went bad? I've not had yet an interview that went like sour on me. Like I've had some awkward ones. They all ended oh, yeah. well. I, I
1: literally like like um like um a lot of those like uh, the show, like um if the interview wasn't going good, I just put the camera down and turn it off, and like stop the interview. Like I'd be like, no, we're not doing this.
0: So what? What defines a bad interview to EDG?
1: Um, I don't know. There's a there, there's a lot. I don't know. Like um, they point out like one like um, like when like people just start being like um, just idiots, like saying like dumb shit, like especially about like um, like I was never on like um, I I, I never let other people like disrespect other people. On on, on 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 the show because i'm like yo like i i don't i don't have no problem with that person so, so you're not gonna like talk shit up with that person on, on my on my on my platform so so a lot of times like um when when, when that shit would start I, I i i would cut it off um and then like some people just be too drunk and then just be like just not into it and i be like dude like we're not we're not doing this i don't know no fair enough um
0: I guess let me reframe it like this. You do a lot of interviews with people and what would be like your tips for what a person being interviewed should bring to the table?
1: Uh, what what the artist should bring?
0: Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, like cause how often do like, look at it like a prep course for somebody that would come onto your show and what you would wish that they would know ahead of time on how to Approach
1: it. I just say, uh, relax and know that we're gonna have a good time. Just relax.
0: That's a good way to put it. Actually, yo, shit, that is a good way to put it. Second artist, relax. Boom. Everything gets goosey, goosey, and they just just start talking and shit.
1: Yeah. you yeah, relax. Nori said that shit. Like, you yeah, relax. It's true though. Like relax. Yeah, you know, and like relaxing, like comes to a lot of the like a lot of the shit like when like you know when, when you're nervous before a show just, just take a deep, deep breath you know just for that
0: so, so i have a question then why did you start the cooking show like how did you branch into that
1: it actually started as a joke where like there's a and you know imagine if i did a cooking show and then um i think like somebody was like oh yeah okay yeah okay and then, like, from there, I was like, what, you don't think I can do a cooking show? <laughs> I was like, oh, like, you don't think I, can do this? So I So I did the first episode. And then, like, that's all it was going to be. Like, I was just like, oh, yeah. You don't think I can do this cooking show? Okay, I'll show you. I, I'll show you I can do a cooking show. So then, like, it was, like, that first one. And then people started asking me, like, well, when's the next one? You know, "When? Well, when's episode two? And people started really bugging me. Like, <laughs> like yeah, I like... did messages about it. Like I, I get I get messages about it. i be like, "Yo, when's this next episode?"
0: I guess. So I was like,
1: "Oh shit! I guess I better do it." And, and then that's... from there, like when, when I did the second episode, it just became more. It was like more people were like, "Yo, when's the third episode?" And I was like, "Okay, well, I guess I'll make this a." And then like that's how the first season came about. It's like after um, maybe like four like four times going through that, I kind of did like the next up a uh, little bit of episodes and kind of wrapped up a season.
0: Wrapping up the season, I was like, "Fuck off! Don't ask me for a while."
1: <laughs> 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 awesome. Yeah, pretty much,
0: pretty much. How did you get inspired for your cooking show? Like, what? Because yo, it reminded me of Epic Meal Time. I'm not even gonna lie, yeah. that was like what I felt. And I don't know if you were like inspired by them or if that's the g cooking r- routine
1: or like I don't know how you hit it, but. Um, like, uh, a, a lot of that is like, um, like, I, I, like I didn't mind, the, I didn't mind their show. I didn't think it was the greatest, but I didn't think it was like horrible either. I, I wasn't like um, huge on it though, but um, yeah, like a lot of that was just just me, like, how, how how I really am. Like, I kind of fuck around. Like, I am kind of weird. <laughs> <You know?
0: laughs> I enjoyed that. I was like, you know what? As much as some of that, like, yo, I was watching your poutine and I'm like, this is the most atrocious. I got the idea of the poutine. I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. And then I thought about your poutine and I'm like, but I would make it. I'm (laughs) like,
1: I don't want to think about it like
0: that, but like, it does look like, yo, he put the curd cheese in the fucking grilled cheese. I'm like, yo, how'd I go 33 years and never drop no curd cheese in the fucking grilled cheese in my life? I live in Quebec.
1: (laughs) you know a, a lot of those meals like um i kind of looked at those as like um like me like um i've always been somebody that, like i'll have a bunch of de- different stuff in the fridge and be like when i make something to eat i'm like what can go with what mm. you know like like when i get drunk and shit like that i'm like i'm like oh man if i mix this with this this would be fucking boss like i'm a true fat boy at heart like. so like um making some of those things were just kind of like yeah like um like and like they're like easy meals to make like like um like all of them like they're pretty easy meals to make and there's not really too much to them but like it was more about the commentary right
0: my favorite part was when you zoomed in on boiling water like dead ass <laughs> serious i was like this is style this is funny like is that i was like who the fuck does that i mean i'm like i'm like but no you did. And just like <laughs> like it was some like big step in the whole fucking process and I'm like that's an enjoyable moment in this. I didn't actually check everything, everything well, on uh, the channel.
1: Well, a, lot, a, sorry, lot of, a lot of it was like I'm just winging it. You know, like a lot of it was just like okay, like 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 what to film next. You know, like I have to film something right now. Like in this step of the cooking thing, right? Like so it's like, okay, think of something think of something on the spot. Okay, do this it wasn't like I had like shit written down of like, okay, when this part comes up, I'm gonna do this. It was just like, like a lot of those, like we're going like, freestyle. I was like, they were edited, but like the shit I was saying was freestyle.
0: That's a good way to approach a cooking show or just a lot of things I find, especially on YouTube or I would argue yeah. now Twitch. This is a great, you're, you're set up for Twitch. If you can just freestyle two hours and just boom, 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 boom. Just keep it running. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically, you were you were running this interview thing. You were pushing the grind. Um, do you, like, uh, what kinds of marketing tactics and things have you done to push your interviews that you find like super effective?
1: Um, kind of like um, getting like people that like um, you know, like you interview one rapper, Michelle but if you've interviewed like every rapper like most the of these shows and, and like you you have like the, the talk like people like people consistently just talk about your interviews so like like um like uh, it's really cool to reach out to like that one person over here or that one person over here but but if you can have a whole crowd of people like um like like certain like people like that i've interviewed like I watch every interview of people like like the hamilton people i support like watch watch their own. like like um like if I'm doing an interview with somebody from Hamilton because I've been there so many times, um, like I always see those same people from Hamilton tuned in, so it's like um, just like a really like um I think my, my biggest strategy of um, is um, being true with the people, just like having good connections, and just like people will be like yo like I've been solid since day one like, uh, I'm gonna fuck with this shit. it's like one of my biggest like um biggest things
0: yeah i have a lot of respect for that we just got a question from lindell in the twitch um he's got to know your top three foods and i was like that seems like a relatively appropriate time to
1: ask for sure for sure um top three foods uh i'd go uh just cause I was, I, I don't know, I, I, I'm missing it. Like, like it might change up at different times, but like right now, I, like, I'm craving sushi. i want to get some sushi. Um, pizza's always a staple, and then like, uh, like everybody that knows me, like mac and cheese has always been like like this whole gut, like this whole fucking belly, like it's all mac and cheese. Mm, I that's why. Uh, that's why on on both seasons, like um. Like I, I do different things on on each season, except for the mac and cheese. There's a mac and cheese episode on both seasons.
0: Right. Honestly, it's fun. Um, I like that you own it. Um, when it comes to like music, did you stop music? Because it seems like somewhere around 2015, you just your playlist ends, and then there's just
1: other stuff that happen. Uh, pretty much. Um, like I still like um. I still think of raps like, uh, like when I'm driving around work and I'm like, I'm like, bobbing my head and i kind of like think of a rap. Um, but like, um, I don't really have the motivation for it. Like, um, I know I was, I was, I was telling Melania the other day, I was actually thinking about getting back into like um, beats and kind of like bringing back to like I originally started the shit. Cause like, um, I don't know. But um, I haven't really been motivated to make music like, actually, to tell you the truth. Yeah, if it comes back, it comes back. Like I still have the love for it. I still like, um, you know, like, uh, like when, when, when I'm doing shit around the house, sometimes I'll spit some buyers, like I'll think of something, but. Yeah.
0: So as you're, as you're talking to all these different people, do you find yourself being a lot more in, in tune with where like the trends of music are going?
1: No, um, I think I'm, I'm lost. Like uh I'm, just I'm, I'm just um searching around, kind of like hearing the stuff that that I like, and like um or or I hear like um like oh well, this is really different, like I I can kind of respect like like a certain sound, you know, if it's not really my shit, but like I can respect it, like um I'll be like I'll oh, have those people on, and I was I was asking, um like um because a lot of things like a big thing with my show is like. I, I want you to know how like it is to, like chill with this person. Like I don't really necessarily need to like, um, like like I I I, like I appreciate like, like 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 you have a thing for your show. Like you want people to know the whole story.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Like for me, I, I I I I I just want people to know how how it is just to chill with this person. Yeah, I thought that was neat. Like if, if we're just chilling, we're just having a, like a normal conversation. You know, like uh, like we're sitting around having some drinks or or whatever you know like um this is the vibe that it is
0: with this person so yeah you're not like so basically it's not so much focused on their careers so much as just who they are so it's not necessarily a topic that would become so prevalent within your interview
1: like uh there is times when i do get into their career like i don't just like just be like oh yeah just don't don't talk about it at all. Like, uh, like I, 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 do talk about their music, I do talk about, but like, um, I don't want I don't want the whole interview to be based on that. I, I want like it to be part of the interview, but not the whole thing.
0: Yeah, I empathize heavy with that. <clears throat> I realize people, people don't necessarily care as much, but not because they don't care, but because that's what most interviews are. Like, you know, I, I, I stopped when I was doing album reviews. I stopped watching interviews because I found them boring. Like I watched interviews and then I realized there's not a lot of people that I do something different with it enough to be like, I want that good shit. It's almost like everyone asks the same questions that they saw that got asked on the last guy's interview. And then it creates like this cycle in, and I don't even mean you or myself or any of the local people who are all like, fuck that. We're going to do our own thing.
1: I I try and avoid that.
0: But like, I'm talking more like a lot of the bigger YouTubers with like six figure subs because they've been there for a minute and the radio show types and you're like, yeah. man, y'all ask the same shit. Like every interview, like even the breakfast yeah. club's a little better with it, but I'm like, yo, I don't, I don't know. I'd rather wait till they get to the drink champs or like the Joe Rogan or something where it's like, well, you're gonna get something a little juicier with it.
1: <clears throat> for sure. for sure. And, and, and shout shout to drink Champs and Andrew Rogan. both those podcasts are, are amazing.
0: So yeah, who who are some of your bigger influences then in the whole interview world?
1: I would say um like, like I said when when I first started doing the interviews and um the Snip was doing the the GGN. Like I was a big fan of like the Snip and it, like like uh, those interviews because like some of those shits were hilarious. Um but like um like Angie Martinez uh, Sway, um, uh, well, some brain part right now, um, Nori, I'm a big fan of drink champs. Um, who I've been watching, now oh, I've been watching the million dollars worth of game. I've been watching that, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm influenced by by a lot of people. But I would say like, um, like, like early, like, um, like I, I, I watch like Mr. T on uh, much music, you know? Uh his interviews early on, um, Nardwar, Nardwar, Nardwar's Nardwar legend. The like no, there will never be another Nardwar. Nah,
0: you know he's on Twitch yeah. now. Is he? Yo, it's it's he's he's really stepping into his Twitch game. He's like, he plays his old videos and shit, and does new stuff, and has like a whole Friday night Nardwar shit or whatever. I don't know. I know he goes live when I'm live, and I'm like, fuck you, Nardwar. I can't compete with you. <laughs> I want to go on your damn stream, but I'm live. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but it's cool to see that. Also, Anthony Fantano made the switch. He's now on Twitch also. Well, he does YouTube still, but like, yo, what people are doing across the board is like filming their raw on Twitch and then putting out the same shit they would have just done on YouTube. So like in an Anthony Fantano video, he listens to the song on Twitch and then speeds it up for YouTube with the fucking shit. that he does, like, you know, like... So it's, yeah. it's cool to see that transition. But, um... What do you think is gonna happen with, like, live scenes and shit? Do you feel like the live scenes are gonna return to the state that they were in prior to COVID? Was the live scene even popping up by you, actually? Like, was it, like, a good um, situation prior to COVID? Or are you, like... yeah,
1: Yeah, like, um... Prior to COVID, like like um, cause like uh like um, uh, it, it'd really be seasonal. It'd be like the, the spring and summer would really be like the like the big the big times and like um, yeah like the the, the, the year before two thousand nineteen, yeah shows were shows were popping. So, shows were going pretty good. I went to play a few. Had a good time.
0: And do you feel like post COVID that the shows are going to come back? Like you've started doing.
1: It's gonna yeah. take a time. It's gonna take a time. It, it won't happen like overnight. Like some of those shows like um it's gonna be weird to see like how people will react like when like are like it's gonna be 'cause you know there's gonna be quite a few people still wearing masks. They're just gonna feel like a certain way they're always gonna to wear them masks. Like forever. And um yeah. And then uh yeah, like this whole thing has just changed the world. Like it's not even just the shows, like how people will really, being like regular life. just like, changed like everything. Like I don't really know the answer to like how this is going to change.
0: Well, I mean, even for yourself, right? So you've gone from doing in-person interviews with like the camera setup to, you know, like this, just doing it over social media. Like I watched you back sure. out- like, this,
1: this right here has helped like so much. Like doing it over social media. <clears throat> like, mean, I've been out uh, of like <laughs> Do this right here, you know? Um, fucking people from on, on from New York, Miami, Ohio, like um Spain. I was in Spain. You know, like it's crazy. It's just yeah. crazy, like the, the like the, the reach and like the like so like this right here, like it like it's definitely gonna be like from here on out, like a part of the show. You know?
0: Do you feel like you would like be able to blend it with like real life and? the internet in the same like like how would how do you like see yourself doing it because now you also have to maintain and this is what i started thinking about so i make this cypher and now it's on twitch and zoom but we all want to go do it in real life but i got audience that doesn't live here and i'm like oh fuck these are new challenges and now you're in the same boat almost well not fully in the same boat but like i don't know I guess you're not like in that regard the same boat, but like, do you feel like there's a way to bring people to your crib? I guess you could just set it up differently and then stream it to the internet. Like, do you see yourself going in that direction as well?
1: Well, you could have um, like um, two cameras set up. So, then, like, right. you, like you have one camera like, doing the live, like, and then you have one camera filming it for, um, to edit and stuff like that. Kind of like, um, yeah, you can just do it me like uh, with the uh, like like the interviews like i i barely ever cut any of my interviews anyway so it's not even really a big deal for like, just to have to have it up five
0: that's that stuff still. would you fuck around with virtual reality would you like bring the G room into that universe
1: i'd have to like uh try it out myself and kind of like get more research on it but like i don't know i have to figure out like how I would, I would just have to figure out my, my twist to it. I like was saying like, you know, like, um, like even like, uh, I'll have to go on Twitch and kind of figure out like, like um, my twist to how I'm going. Cause like, I, like, I always have to do everything different from, uh, like I can't do the exact same cause like that shit ain't gonna work. Right. You no, know? it has to be different. So like with everything, like in Twitch, when I get into, um, um, like, even, even during the lives, like, I always uh, kind of like I have, like, I always have to put my own twist on things, you know, and, 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 and remember there is the key to, like, kind of, like, being being around for forever.
0: That's true, eh? Like, is, how, do, do you find that, like, do you find that you evolve yourself over time to make sure that you're able to keep having twists on things? For sure. For
1: sure. I definitely level up all the time, um, you know? Like, I definitely like um and like I'll I'll have those moments when like I'll just like I'll just know. I'll like, yo boom, I just leveled up just now. Like in my head, like I'll be like <laughs> I'll be out somewhere and I'll just be like smiling, people be like, yo, like why are you smiling? Like, yo, I just leveled up. Like I realize I'm on a level on a, like my, my mind will think of like like um my mind will just be stronger and just I, I realize something new that I can I can do and my new level. I always feel like I'm evolving and leveling loving up. And like that, that right there is like, um, know, like realizing that it's such a, like, this is a dope feeling like, um, yeah. But like, um, for me, I think it's like, um, from like, I, I obsess about this shit sometimes and like, I think about a lot. So when I do correct that one thing in my mind, I'm like, oh shit. Like, you
0: know? Right. Yeah. I can understand what that's like. Do you, do you find yourself to be like a reader or how do you like learn about new stuff?
1: um i'm like a i, I watch I, I observe um yeah more of a watcher and i observe
0: fair enough so like the youtube videos and the tutorials and the various yeah. things so what are some of your favorite youtube channels outside of like the realm of interviews that you're into
1: um sometimes like uh like uh actually lately um when i was a kid i was really into basketball and, and just recently I've been watching a lot of the basketball shit um I watch like um I watch like other platforms like I was saying like recently I've been watching the million dollars worth of game. like some of their interviews are hilarious the way they joke on each other fucking hilarious um uh I watch like um um uh, uh animal fights I watch like you know crocodiles versus fucking hippos and shit and I'll watch, like, lions and shit, like, fucking. I'll watch some of that shit. Um, no, I feel yeah. that. I get fascinated by it, because you just... Nature videos are, like, are, are fucking dope to me, like, man, love that shit.
0: Because it's nature, too, right? Like, it's not like it's scripted shit, right? It's not like some... You know, I watched one where it was, like, fuck, I can't remember the animal, but it was well, this little tiny fucker taking on, like, six lions, and you're, like, and it wins. Like, what doesn't win? Like, it escapes, which is winning yeah. if you're like not the lions. And I'm like, that's some serious shit. Like, you can be on like the edge of your seat watching an animal flight breakdown because you just want to see how it's gonna end or whatever.
1: Yeah. Like, uh, I, I remember watching like the one video. Um, it was like a lizard running away from these snakes, and they had they had a Snoop a in the commentary. I see now. Snoop one. was in the commentary. He's like, oh, twist, twist, cuz. <laughs> the lizard was running away from these things fucking hilarious man some of this shit like uh, I, 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 I I, even think that would be a cool thing to do do the commentary for like um, uh, like animal videos yeah that shit would be, like nature videos that'd be sick
0: yeah, I definitely think there's a lot of people that would fuck with that honestly and you're the kind of guy that would go and find a way to do a twist on it so that you're not like, look at Uzi, you know, just like a Aussie man, he saw what Snoop did or whatever, and just ran with it, right? Like, yeah. And people fucks with that dude. Like my boss and them talk about, yo, if you get successful in the animal fucking fight video fucking voiceover world, you hit corporate lot. <laughs> I'm telling you that shit hits my office place and stuff. And I'm like, yo, that's that <laughs> shit, <clears throat> right? So, right. Uh, so like what other kinds of contents would you like, let's say like, boom, all of a sudden it's next year, the ADG TV network is a network and it's bigger. What kind of like shit would you add to the arsenal of things that you were doing to evolve it? Like new kinds of content or whatnot?
1: I think I like, uh, like, a, I'd produce somebody's podcast. Like, uh, like i would produce another podcast that I'm not necessarily on produce it um and then um yeah as far as like um like other content like uh i i am thinking about doing um season three cooking with ag I, it, it, it has been on my mind for a bit um yeah i don't know like um I, I i to be honest i've been i've been a little funk lately like um i don't know like got uh, but i always go through these like like when i was saying like um I average probably about like an interview every three weeks probably because I do like sometimes I, I'll put out like interviews like every four days for a while and then I'll go through a little slump and then like kind of like I'll, I'll come back um yeah like um so like right now I'm kind of just figuring out like um i just messaged a couple people and, and booked, uh, booked a couple new interviews but uh yeah I'm just trying to get like back on back on my feet because like I'm not I, I go through slumps like um like everybody like um Everybody just sees things like um from like the um, from a fan perspective, right? They don't see like the everyday life. So like um yeah, <laughs> sometimes I sometimes I just go through shit, man. Like you like people really think like um because like uh, how, how I am on the show that like uh like every day is like fucking sunshine and rainbows.
0: Yeah, I can relate to that. I Had a temper tantrum at the start of my stream yesterday, and I'm like, I shouldn't have had a temper tantrum on the start of my stream yesterday.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Right? Like you know, we, like, we go through shit. I you know? like sometimes like i like fuck like 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 earlier, like um for like Twitch, like uh it was saying like um to put the password in, I was like I had to put that fucking like fucking like long ass fucking thing like for it to be like strong enough to go. I was like, yo, like how come none of these shits fucking work? <laughs> um so that you didn't <laughs> get hacked, but
0: <clears throat> that's fine. Yeah, for sure. No, but for real, like off camera it's really stressing because then you're also like doing it and then it takes a while to prep, to edit, to do the fucking uploading, the copy, the fucking, even just fucking finding people's links can take longer than I would like sometimes. And well, it's like, sure. then I try to create Facebook events. Phew, it takes more time, you know, like, and it's yeah. like posting to social media because if you're not, are posting, you, are, are you even
1: finding like somebody's like a, like a, like you find a dope artist that you, that you want to be on the show? And, and, and you ask them and you book it, and then you go to their thing, trying to find a good picture to make the flyer. And you're like, oh,
0: oh fuck. Nah, I don't know why y'all do that. I do this. <clears throat> can you please send me a picture I can use for the flyer? And with 100% <laughs> success rate, I just get them to send me a picture. <laughs> then I never have to worry about it because they gave me the picture they want to use. And that's just, that was it. That was my little hack for that. You sent me a pic, everybody did. And sometimes I get the choice one person sent me 10 pictures. I'm like, bro, I don't want to have to pick between 10 of your pictures. And my only rule is if you send me one with a suit, that's the pick I'm going to choose. <laughs> <laughs> For and, sure. For yeah. That, and then I, I sent Are you doing this all on your own? Do you have like a team behind you? Or is this like a one man operation? One man. <laughs> yeah. That's a, you know, that's a lot of stress. Um, especially for for, like how slow the burn is because like you discover right quick that like this is a no shade comment but like you said people are only kind of interested in the people they know and then like you you put it all all out and then you put the content out and then people's be like not even curious about the next man one time i don't know who junk is but i learned who junk is because you talked to him (laughs) i don't know i try try to watch a random one here and there because that i kind of get that because like as a person you're like i don't know who any of these people are but like it's kind of weird though that we're also like in our local scenes in a place where there's like such a lack of interest in each other and i get that with numbers like with the the also
1: like um like with people like um like uh like the regular person like doesn't watch like um as much um content as like let's say me or you watch like we're in this so we'll watch more content and watch other people do their shit but like um a lot of people just have like normal family lives and kind of do other shit they only watch like a certain amount of con content like a week so like um that amount of content they're gonna watch people like they know right like if they're a fan of like like your show and and, and they see like um um you have three different people and, and they're like oh yeah i've seen this guy he was he was on the show before and they'll probably click that one because like they'll be like, oh, like, uh, I only have, um, 40 minutes right now to watch this.
0: Right. I don't know. Um, I feel like Twitch instills a different, I don't know, the YouTube, there's no views. I don't know how to make views go to my YouTube right now. I don't know how to do it because I'm making everyone go to Twitch. So it's like not even helping my case a bit, right? Because I have to promote the Twitch so I'm not promoting the YouTube and then we made a clips channel that eh, it's not really going well there either. So it's like, I mean, here's the thing. Like I know that like, you know, it's just a matter of time, this, that, the next thing, all the things you're supposed to know. But like, it's really like challenging to make people care about the YouTube. All I can say about the Twitch is people stick around for significant periods of time and do stuff like homework with their kids or cook, they cook to the interviews and stuff, which I'm like, that's cool. That's that's. Yes, yeah, for sure. But like,
1: I can, just, uh, uh, I can relate uh, heavy uh, to how uh, it can yeah. be
0: hard and you get into those lulls where you don't feel like, you know, it's, it's very up and down, very up and down emotionally.
1: And like, uh, I definitely get like, um, yeah, like, uh, like the, the appeal, like, uh, 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 uh I'm actually going to do, do the research and like, um, really kind of get my channel. Um, on, on which popping because um yeah the whole like people can pay, um, pay you money like right right off the thing and like it's more it's more of a connection with like with the fans and like um i find like like a I, I, I youtube um and like um a lot a lot of a lot of stuff on youtube is like um the the um algorithms um, if you're not hitting the right like uh, algorithms like sometimes your channel can just be like dead at times
0: channel's been dead for like two years (laughs) it's like enough people hit fuck that content on that survey that they ask you (laughs) and it's like oh (laughs) honestly
1: it's like you're connecting right with right with your people right right at the time people that are fuck with fuck with you and like um me 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 with fans like uh, i realized this too um people like uh will be fans like um um but like sometimes like fans get busy Right, like, um, and like, people like, um, you, you always gotta find new fans because, like, people may be a, a fan of your show, but like, a, 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 let's say that person gets in a relationship, they're spending more time with that person, and they're not watching your show, you know, the, like, the, the their life has changed, you know, they're not mm-hmm. they don't have this time of like time like that that they were really watching your show, like something, something in their life has changed, so like you, you always gotta get new fans because like like people move on, people change their lives, and they don't really have time for your show anymore sometimes.
0: So that's where I nothing like, like it's not
1: like they're, they're hate on you they're just their their life has changed no
0: no it's facts I mean I do it to creators all the time I also just get bored of content because you watch it I'll like binge watch somebody for 18 months and then just be like you know what I know that none of your videos are gonna be good again like there's like a, sometimes there's like a lull <laughs> like like sure. just like I'm done no, with no. you I'm finished it's over. Um, but, and the other real benefit of Twitch is the rating element of it. So like when this shit's done, I'm going to go find somebody on my little list of people I follow and raid them. But the problem is the only people I have to raid are Montreal DJs or DJs, DJs, DJs that can raid in abundance. Dude, there's like no interview shows. I'm like, where the fuck is everybody? Yo, if I take my, there's, a, there's this guy, we speak English good. So like, he's cool. He's in like Ohio or something. Um, so we became friends cause again, there's like, like they're starting to come through. It's not like it's unsaturated, but it's also like really unconnected. So there's this opportunity for like a Twitch network of interviewers to create raid trains. And so a raid is when I take my audience and I invade your channel with my audience. And now my audience is watching your channel.
1: Oh, that's, that's dope. That's so. Fucking-
0: it creates a lot more synergization and we can then link up in discords and create this discord ecosystem. Discord's a huge part of this shit is what I learned. Discord is to Twitch but Facebook groups are to Facebook. Okay. Yeah, it's I it's apparently really important to have one of those group things. So that's what I learned what Discord is and it's like Yeah, it's this whole other culture. It's a lot more you have to find your fans than anyone's going to give them to you. But if you can find your fans, it's dope. It's like, it's cooler than having an algorithm. Honestly, everyone makes content for the algorithm, so the content's all trash. Now I have to make dope content that will make people want to stick around or they're going to click the fuck off because I'm boring or whatever. I mean, it might still, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to come up with a way to like, run it and then all of a sudden your content gets longer and longer than you ever thought it would get because like it's twitch so you get incentivized and it is that like this is not the sure. littiest chat it is what it is sometimes the chats litier sometimes the chats more like well, let them talk it, it is how it goes but i've had things where like people just just fucking running and the next thing you know four and a half hours has gone by and you're just like what the fuck I was supposed to eat like an hour ago and I didn't eat. You know, like that kind of <laughs> shit starts happening and it's like a whole different vibe. But you do well, 100%. For well, sure, for sure. What was it like? Yeah. The- Sorry, go on.
1: Yeah, like, uh, like, uh, do you, do you constantly kind of like look at like the, like the new things that are going on? Sorry? Like, um, do you kind of like look at like constantly like look at the new sites that are going on? Like, um, like, uh, when, when I was younger, and like, uh, start, start getting on my internet shit. Like I was kind of more on that, on the ball in that shit. I'm kind of like looking at what, what sites are coming up, um, and, and getting those accounts and kind of like, um, just kind of like always being, being up on the new and, and kind of like, yeah, kind of,
0: that's why, that's why I keep pushing VR. Cause I think that it's kind of like the next, that's the new, like, this is the last windows. Right. There's not going to be another Windows, like the way we know Windows. It's the, it's not, Safari is going to, I think it's Safari for the max, whatever. The, what's going to come next is these mobile looking interfaces that are going to also be in VR land and like AR hybrids. Cause they're also working on that. So why, what well, it's not going to be like screens and shit, 5G allows for a lot of devices what i mean by a lot of devices i mean like let's say you have one camera now you can have like 12 cameras and the same internet so like what they're gonna have is what i've seen predictions for at least is deviceless futures it's all motion like there's some crazy shit coming but i look at it like virtual reality is definitely going to become dope yo like i got like Little chest muscles coming through on some virtual reality boxing on some weight loss shit, like now all of a sudden cardio matters to play Skyrim. Like I haven't played Skyrim, but I played games like Skyrim a little bit shitty Skyrim's and I'm like, yo, cardio's gonna matter in the future of video games. But then I realized like
1: that's crazy, that's dope. When you that's get to thing. like
0: the music side of it, um I don't really know how to do it comfortably. As in, I probably might need to buy one of those fucking pop star mics, honestly, to do this right. Cause it's not gonna be no fucking mic hand shit with a fucking VR remote. It's gonna be weird. But like, yeah. logistically, if I can find a setup I'm super comfortable with, it's literally just performing in your room in a different fucking setup. So in the same kind of vein, and honestly, I've been kind of neglecting that whole side of life. I'm like, why the fuck haven't I wrapped at Twitch yet? Like, what a waste. <clears throat> I'm so caught up on writing music. I haven't performed shit. <laughs> but, like, like, the whole future to me is, like, a hybrid. It's all hybrids to me. So it's going to be, like, you can go into the VR clubhouse, right? And OutSpace VR, it's, like, did you ever do Habbo Hotel or any of these shits no. back in the day or so like picture like a a space what i mean by a space like literally a virtual room with avatars in it right like a video game with a bunch of avatars in it only we're the avatars and it looks shitty right now but on there you could look up and see what the fuck a twitch would be broadcasting so like that would be the the more intermediary state so i could still do my shit only now it's to like the Avatar crowd on top of the Twitch, on top of the diss. So it's like a whole other platform. Because I went to literally like Saturday, this park jam held by uh, some dude. I forgot his name. Focky, Focky, F-O-K-K-I or whatever. And then Echo G, these rappers in New York. They had Sadat X involved. They had um, fucking, I met Grandmaster Kaz and gave him a virtual fucking fist bump. <laughs> In the middle of this thing right so i'm like but bro we did a fist pump, right like so i'm That's sitting fine. there and then Doesn't i'm watching it? the dj spin and i'm like no this is not as lame as it was last year it was lamer last year this is and they cleaned up the graphics enough so that it's not quite as fucking corny it's still corny i have a suit now it's fucking lit i liked it like, you know like i was sitting there and but it was more like what's really blessed about i don't even care this is just a pitch for outspace vr but the app that they're using this one you don't need vr you can just do it on your computer if you don't have vr so like people can still like start the ecosystem so that like when vr gets the ball rolling it's like fuck twitch let's go over there it's like youtube 2007 that's so like to me that would be like The next site. It's not so much about the site. It's like it's the end of video and the beginning of live engagement. You see it with like TikTok. TikTok turned into a live app. Like it's not really about the TikToks anymore. It's about going live with your favorite hot girl or whatever. I don't know what I TikTok saw me get into the booty videos and it doesn't give me a lot of choices but booty videos. And I'm like I kinda like it. It's TikToks fun.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, um, like the new sites, like for like, um, like I, I remember, uh, I remember like one day on uh, on Instagram, I was like, yo, like where'd all my booty shaking like videos go? Hmm. I was cr- scrolling through my like my feed, and I was like, man, they took on all these videos. Like, man, I used to have like so many accounts that I followed that had all my booty shaking shit. So I'd just go through Instagram and just see it, right? Yeah, I got I gotta keep on my different sites. I gotta like, you know, my, my sites not about my booty shaking.
0: Yeah. Um, only fans probably really like fucked you over actually more than anything else there because, uh, <laughs> yeah, it change the like scope of that world a lot, but I just think live interactive, like, yo, in virtual reality land, we can create festivals with like a 10th of the budget. You just need a couple of coders, you know, how to use unity.
1: Yeah. No, no, no.
0: And that like, yeah, but it creates accessibility. So, you have the virtual setup streaming. So, the virtual setup would be where like the chat is, but you're actually in person in the future doing shit, streaming that in person shit to the chat shit. So, yeah, that's crazy. Yo, somebody even pitched it as far as imagine a live event, like a regular rap show where you have the real life crowd and then the Zoom calls on a fucking projector on the back of the stage. Like, you know, like that's that, like, why not? Like, (laughs) right? no, for sure. That's where we're at with it all to me. So it's more like, how can you leverage tech to create experiences that do things other people aren't doing? Or like, you know, basically I think we're gonna hit a point where there are gonna be a lot less people who achieve like that, like millionaire status, but a lot more people could make 75K a year off their shit. That's where I see yeah, this cool. going, cause like it's like small scale. A lot of small scale can work, but like none of us are gonna be like fucking heroes in this shit kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm definitely getting motivated by all this, uh, all this stuff. I, 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 I'm going to get out of, out of my dinosaur ways. Uh, I'll move on from YouTube. I'll still put it on YouTube. Yeah, YouTube is like, necessary
0: for a while. Like you have to
1: put it yeah, on YouTube. Cause yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but, uh, but I'm gonna put it on uh, uh, more platforms than just YouTube.
0: But um, yeah, it's more like focus on the live. The live is really what like I jumped onto your lives a few times. Um, you're on Instagram, so it's like my phone is often somewhere not even. I don't. I'm barely on my phone no more, which is bad for the Instagram live people. That's what's happening.
1: Yeah, it's probably great for your life. Like um, like just... no, I'm in front of computers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, but, like, yeah. uh, like I was saying, like um, I just been going through like a thing. And like, uh, just like this week or, like I went two days, like I, like, I didn't even go on the internet and go on Facebook, I didn't go on, wow. I was like, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to just not go on the internet for these two days. And just like, um, it, it's definitely, um, it, it's, it's a great thing. It's a great thing to kind of just clear yourself sometimes.
0: Yeah. I don't know how to do that.
1: Cause <laughs> you're like, wow, that's crazy. Man.
0: And I, I mean it more like I've not created this like schedule that I'm running. I'll be honest, like sometimes it's like a lot and I'm like, what the fuck have I agreed to to myself? You know, and Yo, you I,
1: I, 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 have all people, like 100%. Like I understand that, like the shit, like, um, like I remember like that, like the first time I did like an interview, um, every Monday for like an entire year. So, like, um, so when I started the year, um, this was um 2014 so uh, when i started the year i got i had a bunch of interviews early i was putting it out monday and i'd also put out a money uh, interview like on um on wednesday i put an interview on friday that but, but i was committed to every monday right so i was putting out all these interviews and then i it became later on in the year and i was kind of like man this is getting exhausting like, like like exactly the same thing you just said like what what have I agreed to upon, like my, to myself, like, like, and you know, but I was like I had to do it, but like, like I, I I was looking back, I was like, man, earlier in the earlier in the year, I wish I didn't put out all those interviews, like so, yeah. so, so so much, because I would have had so much content to kind of finish off the year, all so right. like uh, I was at the point where I was like I was like I was like oh man I'm going through this like I'm like I'm like oh, what have I really agreed to and like I, I pushed through and I and I, and I, and I got enough interviews to. To close the year, and I did it. And I was like, like, "I did it!" Like, what? I like, was like, "What did I agree to?"
0: But that's it, that's the only thing with Twitch is it's kind of like. So now, like Monday's an interview night. Tuesday's the cipher. Yeah. Wednesday's another interview. Thursday's a wild card. We never know what happens on the Thursdays. Um, Friday is another wild card. Saturday's an interview. Sunday's I should probably stream, but I don't always know why. But then it's like all of a sudden, like I went on vacation from work the last two weeks. I have to go back tomorrow, unfortunately. But like, uh, I was like, shit, I can't like really go like do anything wild or anything because I got to go live like fucking eight, nine times or 10 times across this shit. And then it's like, you know, it's, it's not like unrewarding and it's not something I feel isn't worth doing or pursuing, but like you inevitably feel like this sense of trappedness especially when the progress goes way slower than you were hoping for because the My progress opinion. is always gonna go slower than you were hoping for
1: for sure for sure no I, I I definitely hear that too like um yeah like um just doing consistently and like um yeah it's like um like even like um like I've been out to shows like when I like, people come out to shows with me and like they, uh, they want to drink and have a good time with me, right? Me, like I'm running around interviewing five people. Like, I, I'm shit. I can't even go have fun at
0: shows. Today. If I go to shows in the future, like, even if I'm performing the rest of the night, I gotta be trying to book an interview or doing a thing or like i'm always gonna have to watch my p's and q's now for the rest of my fucking life i said one dumb facebook post and i got all kinds of little little i learned my lesson this happening and i'm like okay so now i have to like smile at the whole every i can't even like i have to love everybody now forever
1: oh man (laughs) yeah. like uh like like everybody thinks everybody loves you and and you should love them and me and you should do it's because you have this platform, and they shouldn't have to do anything for you. And man, it's like it's a wild game. Like, like artists expect a lot of, like, like, um, like, uh, like interview people. It's like, it's like you like, you want me to share your your music video, but like when when our interview came out, you didn't share our our interview. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't
0: know. I don't know. I don't even know how to like answer it because like shit like am i share? then like i start asking myself do i share enough like it's such a weird thing like i don't know like what the obligation is but i look at it like the main thing that's different is the whole interview is a promotional tool for the fucking artist like sure. why would you not share yeah. that yeah like that's the part that's baffling to me Now I can acknowledge that in some cases I have not made the best efforts to communicate, but now I DM like everybody and I go, yo, just thanks for coming through the interviews on YouTube type thing.
1: For sure. For sure. Like uh, a simple communication, like, um, like this whole like internet like phase, like a, or not phase, but like how things are nowadays. Like so many people have gotten comfortable with, um, just not communicating with people. Like, just like, like the whole ghosting thing. Yeah. Like, oh man, like, if I don't feel, if I don't want to, like, say thanks, like, to somebody, like, I just won't message them. Like, or, or, again, like, yeah. like, um, and like the whole communication thing, too. Like, another thing is, like, I got, I don't like how people don't answer their phones no more.
0: Yeah, I totally don't. I'm guilty of that shit. I'm, I, you you're know, you're guilty of that? Well, here's what happens if it's something. Like, if you're going to leave me something that's really important and have to leave me a voicemail, like, especially like if you call me out of nowhere, like, why is, who, frankly, your number's not even going to show up in my phone, right? So I don't know you.
1: Right. No, I got, I got, I, I'm saying like people that like, um, mm. but then like nobody um, has my
0: phone number is really what happened. So what happens okay. is I get video calls now or we do Zooms, but like, yeah. I don't know, like, the phone, nobody has my, like, I, I got weirded out giving out my phone number along the way. And then, like, Facebook Messenger, it, it seemed like ways to divert people from having your number. Like, somebody put my number on a site, like, uh, uh it showed up in a mail-for-mail uh, escort site, like, as in my number was the ad. So for something like three or four years, I would receive phone numbers from people or text messages asking me my rates and shit and i mean it was really weird but it was like dude you dug deep to find this four-year-old ad type thing that's when it got kind of weird with it but like (laughs) so i got like hesitant to like give out my number or like yo then all of a sudden as of like what 2018 when all of our fucking data got stolen and all of our numbers got out there like what i get like 10 percent of my phone calls are legitimate hey like 10% of the times my phone rings it's actually for me if otherwise it's some fucking company that i tried to get a white paper for calling me or it's a fucking robo scam caller so it's like nobody calls me enough to make me want to actually check my phone except for people that i don't want to talk to
1: like for me like um yeah like um let's say like um i'm planning something with somebody you know, we're playing out and, 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 and doing something, and like, like I, I want to say, like, um, it's like one of my like, um, friends I hang out with all the time. I'm like, um, we're planning something out, and like, um, so I have a lot to say. Like, I, I want to like, type for forever and say a bunch of things. I want to call my friend and say, hey, like, um, blah blah, like, uh, and get that part of the conversation done. It's way more clear, but. Like between us, so we heard each other's voices. We like, like saying okay, and saying and, and and like typing okay, and saying okay can like come up, come across like two different things, right? Facts. Yeah, that's so why we just so did like, the, um, the calls. Though. Just like like yeah, just like um but yeah like um how people communicate like 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 uh like like the people that I want to talk to about like that, and I'll call them and like they'll just be like oh they you will know, text me, it's like
0: yo, I don't want to text this whole fucking big thing. Mm. That's where I... I mean, here's the thing. I got the keyboard, right? So with the keyboard, yo, you can text the whole big thing. And it takes like... Yeah. Dude, my typing speed is fast. So like, I don't have okay. that problem for myself. I, although on a phone, you can tell I'm on a phone because, bro, I'm, I'm typing slow. It's not It's not paragraphs. It's like i'm using normal people like levels of like five word answers type shit um but like yo i'm in front of the computer all day i got my like fucking set up and everything the keyboard's there so it's like i run these chats and then what ends up happening is it's like yo i can just i can literally have like full-on chat business meetings while in meetings at work not that i do this often but y'all do it too corporate everybody out there does this shit so like you just you know (laughs) a little sidebar chat comes up yo let me get that or yo answer this right quick whatever whatever and then like you just kind of get into this multitask mode where like if i'm gonna talk to you on the phone it's gonna be like this right and i'm not i'm not good at short phone calls like bro you'll tell me you have to go and I swear we'll still be on the phone in 15 minutes. And it'll be like, the dude, I'll fucking kill you level of I have to go is when I'll be like, okay, okay, fine. Like, I'm just annoying like that, I guess, or whatever. But I love the phone call. But then it's like, when the fuck do I really have the time for it? Like, to really do it. So, like, well, I guess that's where the Zooms and shit came in. So, yeah, like, like, there was that, yo. Know, Basically, that's what Bonnie, my girlfriend, just popped up. It was the beginning of our relationship was her trying to get off the phone with me and me keeping her up at night. <laughs> so just keeping her up. <laughs> but then I realized um, people still called me through Messenger and the video chat came in. And I'm like, bro, the video chat's the best. This is the be- This is better than a phone call because I can see your face. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And then I was like, well, why don't we video chat? <laughs> like, why am I going to call you when I can see you? You know, it's like closer to Star Trek and shit. So like, for sure. I, I would say that this is probably, you know, people, people don't do the calls on your messenger or your Instagram calls. You don't get those. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah the, the regular phone. I don't know. I guess it just got phased out. Like, yeah. why do you need my number?
1: Like. Oh, for sure. But I got, I got, I, I, I was saying like, um, like, like, uh, the whole communication thing. Like, mm. yes. Like the face, uh, like the FaceTime is like is is is, is phenomenal. Like like people would like say like oh like um they, they don't want to talk they, they send a text. It's like okay I like can't really communicate like like the face to face shit like the Zooms like we can okay. have a face to face conversation and we can have like exactly what we're talking about on the phone. I but with the text it's like it's like okay. That's whatever. what changed
0: though. I moved in with my girlfriend. I had to think about it differently. Before I moved in with my girlfriend, bro, like, I had a lot more, like, like all that, all that free time when you're, like, bored, you know? Like, that doesn't exist when you live with her and you're on the grind. It's more like when you finally get to that point where, like, maybe I would call up at Eddie G. That's Netflix time now. Mm-hmm. So now I got to chat with you. I don't have that, like, same flexibility to be able to, like... Because, you you get off the call at, like, whatever, 9.30, 10, what? Yo, you can't then go like jump on the next call type thing. We got chat now, too. Like, I guess that would be what, what happened is uh, I realized that anytime I'm in a relationship like that, I'll talk to as many other people like that. But ever since I moved in with her, it's like it changed. Because, like, yo, we're, th- we're there every day and we hang out and we like each other enough to, like, hang out and shit. <laughs> and that <laughs> fucked up my phone call life i barely cause then also it's like we don't know house and shit so if we're on a call and i get like fucking loud and she's gonna hear everything and i'm like nah it's all fucking weird let's just chat okay let's just let's just do the chatting thing unless we gotta like do the call thing that for changed sure. for me actually the more i thought about it i don't know how many of your boys moved in with their girls but that may have
1: happened <laughs> 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 yeah Um, Yeah, so um yeah
0: no sorry um so so what else do you do with your life what are other passions and hobbies of the edg like if you were like to project into the future what are some other things you would like to accomplish
1: yeah so i i actually like to try stand-up comedy um and like uh i was thinking that for a while back and um what another thing that motivated me recently is um so at work for April Fools, uh, we do this thing where like um me and my supervisor we we switch vests. The supervisors all wear the red vest, although all normal workers wear the orange. So we switch vests and I bought out. I walked out with all his papers and stuff like that, and I did I did our pre shift. I told everybody what everybody like what everybody was doing, like the normal supervisor shit, right? So it was kind of like an April Fool's. Kind of like I was like oh yo Eddie G's is new supervisor at work, right? And like um like um. Like um, everybody loved it. They're all like laughing cause I was saying funny shit. And, like I, I, tw- I twisted, I put, I put my own twist on, on the pre-shift, right? And I said some funny shit and, and everybody loved it. And then the, the other day, uh, one of the supervisors asked me if I wanted to do, um, a, a, a read one of the things to like the whole group. Cause our pre-shifts are probably, there's, um, maybe 40 people there, 40 feet, 40, 50 feet, people there. So then, like, um, like, like each time I've done these pre-shows, like I've had people laugh, and like, um, and I remember, um, when we we're still doing shows, the last show I actually did, I was I was hosting, and, um, and, and the DJ had and got his shit right. So like, um, I, 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 I was hosting, so I was like, there was no music playing, everybody's just standing around. So I just started talking to the crowd, and I made a couple of people laugh, and like, uh, I was like, yo, maybe I can do this, like comedy shit, like, um. Like, uh, I always like trying new shit. So I think, like, stand-up comedy might be something that I want to add on to the whole uh, repertoire.
0: Yeah, definitely fascinating stuff, man. I think you're a versatile person. I feel like your commitment to everything that you've done over the last decade-plus, almost, like, you've just been pushing it since you were a teenager, it's, like, uh, it's really noteworthy. You want to get back into the beat soon, you want to get into stand-up comedy, cooking show, interviews. There's a whole lot of things you have going on as you just kind of evolve yourself. Plus, a one-man operation. But would you would you consider looking for people to work with? Have you worked with other people in the past on different projects to like grow it?
1: Like, do you want to stay um, a one-man operation? No, I, I like to build a team, but it, it, it's, it's hard to get the right people. Like, I've worked with people and I'm like. Uh, it's not worked out and like, I uh, worked with friends and then we're no, we're no longer friends. Right. Cause like shit just didn't work out with like all the, all, all working out and things just become weird. Um, and I, uh, and, and I really like kind of like tested people sometimes of like, um, I like feel that, that they want to work together and I, I, I'd invite them out to something like, like to something that, 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 I, that I actually know, like by myself, I, I, I can do everything I, I need to do. But if this person comes out and helps, it's going to be so much easier. Right. But like, uh, but I, but like if I, I've had so many people just flake on things that I, I, I'd make sure that, 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 that I was still able to do the things. Right. So I invite these people out and then they'd flake and I'd be like, okay, I, I guess I'm not working with that person. Like just simple things, like come out to like, like people say that, that, that they want to work together. Okay. Come out, come out and do this. And, and they wouldn't show up. So I was like, all right. So, um, I've always had a hard time just finding the right people to work with. Like, I've always wanted to build a team, like, from day one.
0: Yeah. It's definitely not a simple thing. And then finding, finding
1: the right, and, and, and people like, like, of complimentary it works people. Out there. And, 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 and sometimes it works out for a little bit and like, um, things go great for a little bit and then they just turn. Right.
0: Yeah. Cause it's a matter of like, like, this is your baby. This is your yeah. like, vision. You're trying to do this whole thing and everyone else is there to build the vision in a sense. <clears throat> so right. it gets more complicated, especially like, you know, I could tell you, this is not one of those things that having money would fix money would make it easier to find people per se, but you know, paying salaries doesn't necessarily make people share your vision or prioritize right. you correctly. Or and this is no shade to Chris or anything. Just just okay, people don't think like that. But I'm just saying i I mean, I manage shit at my day job, so I've seen I've seen that like money isn't a motivator quite the same way as like people who are like minded or something more into the fact that like people stay like like that idea that people work for good managers, not so much for salaries and shit, has a lot more truth to it than a lot of people may know. So for sure. I find that hard. I find it hard to get people to see the visions <coughs> or to like, No, no,
1: for, for real, it's hard.
0: Like, take this Twitch shit, man. Like I've been telling everybody to go on Twitch, telling everyone the same speech, you can see it probably like what I've done it in like 50 interviews. Not a lot of people sure. move to Twitch and I'm like, but, and then you see the Facebook lives go and you know that they're just on Facebook you know that they're not on twitch and everything else too or so you see all this shit happening and it's like ah but then but then everyone wants to go in the direction they also all want to go in so am i right am i the one with the? i'm not i'm not arrogant enough to think that like i'm the fucking guy with all the solutions right so maybe i'm even wrong you know this is just the path i think makes the most sense So it's like that's what we're all doing and now everybody's a hustler with their own show interview shows are popping up everywhere you're like oh this is where we at now. It's very um Yo, know, shut up Ismail. Ismail's a real one. This dude like he's the realest fan. Those are the best. Everybody wants Ismails. Um yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just watching this competition get like heavy with saturation and I'm like, man, how do you get like thirty people to agree to pick the same path? That's the challenge I'm facing. That you're facing, that we're all freaking
1: facing. Right, because like uh, all these people that make it big, like they have like a team. They have a team behind them. Like, like man, like you don't see people like make it to a certain level without people be- being, being behind them, right?
0: But like, here's an example of how team can manifest. So there's this thing in Montreal, Geektastic. It's like a collaboration of podcasts. It's not even just Montreal. They're just a collaboration of like-minded podcasts. So like... Let's say you, me, all the different Canadian. Let's just go a Canadian for the sake of it. Like guys like us that just go after people and talk to them. We all go on Twitch. We all link up. We all create a team. We all squad up. Maybe you still have to run all your shit, but at least now your ads and your not let's well, not ads, but like the promotional marketing side of it gets easier. There's a invested group of people who are all now behind like a different banner almost pushing that, which then attracts those resources that we all need that nobody's jumping in on, on our web traffic. But the combined web traffic would be more traffic, you know, like that's the kind of way I see this shit really happening.
1: Um, shout out to the Down to Earth Earth podcast. Um, he was saying he wants to, and I'd be willing to do this with you too as well like uh, he was saying like um wish double team interviews like um two interviewers like connect that have different platforms um, um interview somebody together
0: yeah that is a lot of potential especially on something like twitch where like the collaborations are like simpler but that's where it is If we're all, all on the same platform then i jump on your twitch let's say and you jump on yeah. my twitch yo it's yeah. fucking huge like we synergize it in this live environment kind of thing but then we also could just have video game day Yeah, where we all just hang out and don't interview people. (laughs)
1: Right. (laughs) Like,
0: but like that kind of community means that like, that's the kind of shit really where it needs to happen. It's like at a creator level, when you look at the successful communities, like I'm, I'm fascinated by that phenomenon on YouTube, how like, 15 to 50 creators in a given community team up and become the middle class. And that's the real bread and butter of it. It's not the top guys and it's not the bottom faders. It's that middle class tier and every successful scene has this middle class tier. They're not like famous. They all probably still work, but they're doing it in a bigger way. They're the cool kids almost of their community.
1: For sure. For sure. I got, I definitely feel like I'm a, a middle class, uh, interviewer, like, um, I, I have my regular job and like, uh, it, it's like two different worlds too. Right. Like, like, I uh, like, uh, like, oh, mine's I'll, it I'll more like not world.
0: necessarily like literally middle class, but more like in the scope of like, there's the beginning creators. And then yeah. the, the, like, just in that context. So yeah, I definitely would, would say that. Yeah. 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 I definitely hear that. And, um, yeah,
1: it, it, it's definitely, um, like being, being in that, in that class, like going to work and being like like i'm talking to you like like you're a regular worker and then like uh and then going to a show and walking in there and people are like oh my god it's ed like it's like a whole different like it's, it's, it's completely different worlds and, and it's crazy um but yeah like the whole like working together thing i think um and like bring the networks together i think i, I think that would be a great thing um just collabos right like when, when artists do um clubs together it brings the fans together
0: right yeah that's true shows yeah. are basically a great that's that's how it works collectives though so i'm big on collectives like on the music yeah. side of my life this whole like cypher thing is kind of i'm trying to drive that towards this collective we started talking about like ideas for like how we could work together over the summer to leverage real life well Rel- you the curfews ending dude apparently i don't know if they changed the news please don't crush my soul on stream crush it after if they change the news but on friday we get to go outside at past 9 30 for the first time since december
1: yeah that's crazy like uh, uh, uh we only have uh, curfew here.
0: yeah but y'all got weird shit i heard you went into like full lockdown yeah. where your like stores are closed and shit again so like
1: yeah
0: yeah i don't know i'm okay with those stores that's weird I don't know, man yeah, like uh,
1: like me like um <coughs> yeah like uh like I'd rather just stay in at night and be able to go to the store, you know like how like how are socks not like how are socks and boxers not not Because
0: of Amazon, that's my answer to everybody, that's their answer, like I mean, just very few times in my life I've ever needed a pair of boxers in less than forty eight hours. Yeah, In true. my life, I can't, it's like, that was my only like response to that circle. I'm like, bro, what do you, do you really need the gloves? Like I saw a post about gloves. Wait, do, did you really need them? No, you have this weird ass unique circumstance you ranted about on Facebook. That is just you and Amazon could have still probably solved the problem if like, you know, like that. that's kind of why I think. Gloves and and boxers and certain items are being declared non-essential is because they're accessible. Yeah, you my
1: mind.
0: But like, I don't know that that's the right choice. I don't want to defend it. It's just that was my answer the whole year. I'm like, yo, I've been buying my boxers on Amazon pre-COVID. I found this one brand I liked. It's a better priced than Walmart and them. I'm like, fuck that. It was like a step up to better boxers at a good price. So I've been doing that for a <laughs> minute. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, you pessimists fucking still arguing
1: with those shitty boxers? Like, like I got these fucking really ones. They fucking hold my nuts tight. <laughs> but, like,
0: mm-hmm. I don't know. But I get it, though. Like, it's fucking weird. I, to me, it was like, how is weed, okay? I mean, I'm not hating it, but how is weed and alcohol, like, mad essential, though? Oh, in Quebec, because the government. Selling it you know right. so it's like you see weird there's so many weird things with the rules but yeah i'm just real excited but now that it's ending it's like i feel like going to a park at like 8 30 sounds like a good idea knowing i can go for a couple of hours and it doesn't sound shitty
1: yeah
0: but then it gives us a lot of potential there but in the podcast like this side of it it's like okay i don't have a whole lot of interviewer <laughs> friends these days i'm like yeah I don't see where it's where we're going with that I don't see that. I still like don't even know I know there's a whole bunch of because you said in this interview you said there's a bunch of English interviewers in Montreal in 2014 or 15 and I'm like there were Where are they at? And I know there's a few here now and there are a few here now. I don't want to shit on anybody but like yo we don't have like this organized network of Anglo media and that's weird to me. This, there's enough of us here that we should be doing it um but yeah sorry I just reading a comment on his uh Ismail was saying some people still go outside after 9 30 even though there's a curfew which is true some people are still outside one person went live went live outside breaking curfew I'm like you were live like the first question was why are you breaking curfew and it was like Fuck me, you know. What? I'm <laughs> like, that's a great question. And that is what it was, but um, yeah. So there is network of things, and then also just having fun. Like, there has to be a way to like make it like a fun community side to it, right? Like, what outside of interviews can we do to like attract people? You know, like rappers play basketball, and they do all kinds of shit that isn't like they go undercover on Reddit you know like all this shit you know like that's the other side of it we need more like group fun shit of like everybody's favorite interviewer person like talk to the mic get that dude involved people know who talk to the mic is (laughs) just like find all these people bring them in and like do some weird group interviewer shit sounds like so
1: yeah we should do like a like a group group chat With like all all the interviewers, yeah, uh, like, uh, you know, you're kind of in Like, you know, like well, I think it'd be like, it'd be dope to have like kind of like me, you, um, uh, Sean Meyer from the Down to Earth podcast, um, get a couple other people that do and do other podcasts, get get, you know, get money from the Breaking Records, get
0: yeah, just know? get everybody that we think. I mean, I'm just kind of brainstorming because we're at that part of the interview for me where I'm like. I mean, let's talk about marketing. Shit. How do we grow as interviewers? Let's just do it live. <laughs> I'm really into that.
1: Because um, everyone sure. else and is like, a, like, a, like I actually find, like, like these, these kind of conversations, like, like people I really appreciate, too, because, like, um, I, like um, just learning different things, you know? Like, um, like me, like, uh, I love learning. So, like, if I can li- listen to people brainstorm, you know, like, uh, man, I'll listen to that for sure.
0: Yeah. And so, like that's how I feel about it. There's a lot of potential with the idea. I don't know anything finite. Then we'd all have to agree on times and uh, whatever. Basically, if we could pull off the right core group of people and you create that collective, then all of a sudden somebody's got a designer on deck and somebody's got a this on deck, and it kind of creates the team, you know. And that, For sure. that's that's what I've learned recently is that's how a team gets it's socializing with your peers and sharing common goals like we all want to make more than 100 views on a fucking video for a good video that's our all (laughs) you know like like i peeped all of our youtubes and i'm like oh oh it wasn't like except for breaking records they're fucking smashing shit out the park like they're doing really great No, no shade to them and i'm sure some of the others are doing whatever they're doing but i'm like Yo, it would be real cool if we were getting, like, 30,000 fucking views of interest across each of it because people were just like, boom, boom, boom. Oh, Ismail just dropped a good question. Why did you go with Instagram over other platforms to start your lives?
1: Um, well, with Facebook, um, I, I think it was just, um, I, uh, I think me and Maloney had done, um, um, Talks about uh, I think we did the podcast, no condom podcast, uh, on Instagram. It was his idea to do the Instagram, and then from there, I was like, I'm like, um, seeing how we just take it, take it off there and kind of put it on YouTube, and um, I think it was kind of um, okay. From from there, I chose Instagram. I like think we just did the no condom podcast on there a couple times.
0: So what is the no- you did the no condom podcast with him? Yeah. I don't think we talked about that really. I know it exists, but what is the no condom podcast?
1: So, um, he originally, um, asked me to, um, uh, be part of, um, the breaking records and, uh, and, and we both have an interview show. Um, and like I said, like Eddie GTV is my baby and I was like, um, I I didn't want to kind of just leave Eddie GTV and kind of like go with breaking records. So like, um. But, but I told him, I'm like, um, I don't want us to do that, but, but, but I want to do something together. And, and he agreed and we're like, okay, we'll figure out something. And then um, uh, maybe a month later or something like that, I had messaged him back and was like, hey, like, um, you want to do a podcast together? And then we kind of like went through names and we kind of like, uh, then we figured out like you yeah, know the No Condom podcast was like, when we heard that, we're like, yep. Ooh, baby, I like it. Because we're talking about crazy shit, right? And um, so so we went with that, and then we started um, doing episodes, and then like we like um, we done seventy eight or seventy seven uh, episodes of that, and uh, we got together and we would have great times, and um, we just like um, talk about wild shit, and uh, and like uh, seeing the episodes grow, and seeing like the chemistry grow, like from episodes, um, one to ten how di- how th- how different they were from there to 11 to 20 like and how i like, it, was, it was definitely like um it's w- one of my favorite things i've done in this whole entertainment thing was the no condom podcast like we had some like fucking funny ass moments and like we, we get really fucked up sometimes like we were like because like, we, we do like three episodes in one night so like i, 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 I you can tell like by like the, like the last episode we're just fucking hammered like <laughs> It is talking wild shit, right?
0: Like, it was a great time. Fair enough. That's dope, though. <clears throat> uh, I look forward to seeing what you do next with all of this, man. I mean, there's so much potential with this internet game. I'm gonna follow up with you on that. Like, let's get all the interviews together. Thing that could be really powerful for all of us.
1: But I, you know, I, I, I actually start. I actually started Twitch today. It's um, Boom Eddie GTV.
0: And you followed me 11 hours ago according to my notifications. Shout out to Eddie G. But you know what we can do then? Yo, all you should follow him. Let me do that part where I can do that thing, right? Give me a second. How How do I copy this shit? Boom, copied. Then I have a little command thing where you hit the shout out and then type it in. And now it told everybody to go follow you. no so there's there's just a lot of cool things with that but i don't know if y'all have any questions for mr eddie g um well well they type it up and there's a delay um it was definitely a pleasure like really getting to know you better and seeing like your grind and all the different things with it just how much you've dabbled in and how consistent you've pushed your whole career forward to the point where you now you've got your merch and you've seen people all over rocking these EDG shirts everywhere which you can cop and you can hit them up on instagram to buy some EDG shit
1: sure, like, for sure.
0: like it's it's dope just to see you get to that point and it's just uh it's cool to see that you're going to keep going with it and that you're just so open about not just everything you've done but even <clears throat> some of the challenges that come along with it so to me, this is a great conversation to have. Honestly, I appreciate it a
1: for, lot. Um, for sure. Like for me, like um, it, it, it's just love, for like the, the entertainment. You kind of like just like um, like uh, like I, I always said, like um, making people smile is a drug. Mm. Like I, 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 I'm hooked on that. Like man, like if I, I, if I can walk in a room and say something funny, or like or somebody says, oh man, I really loved your interview, or, like, or I really enjoyed this, like. and bring joy to people's lives is like a fucking like the biggest thing like it's bigger than um getting a bunch of views or getting a bunch of money or anything like that knowing you have an impact on people's lives and you you made them laugh or you made them feel like um just good about themselves you know by telling these stories like of, 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 of not being perfect just being you know it's a beautiful thing
0: i agree with that i mean I just think it's, I think it's crazy when I finish an interview and somebody's like, that was the best interview I ever had. And I'm like, what, like, how is that even possible? You you know, like, to me it's baffling, but just to think that like, even just having, sometimes just letting somebody say like, you want to interview me, wow. And just even having that impact is like powerful.
1: For sure, that, that where there is, yeah.
0: But it was, it was great to have you. Um But also, it wasn't just great to have you, Mr. Eddie G. It was great to have all of you watching because, again, I'm into that. Sure, shout out to everybody watching. I appreciate all of you for being here for real. Um, Thanks to all of you watching in the future as well because you're also very special. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow all that crap that you do in in the end of videos. Make sure to leave some comments and all that good stuff as well. And a uh, special thanks to the patrons: It's Milka Damsi, Chris Potter, Jonathan Barnes, Leecher, Black Hurricane, Williams, and Scribble. They're dope. They support what we do. Patreon.com slash behind. So it would be real nice of you and all that good shit. On that note, everybody, it was wonderful to have you. It was wonderful to have you, Mr. Eddie G. Do you have any last words before we depart?
1: I should just say. <laughs>
0: <Fair> enough, <man. laughs> Live long and prosper, everybody.